Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Cliff, what's up? It's Brian. I know, Cliff, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hi, welcome in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here in the Pirate Radio Studios coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville 104.1 in Washington. We're on 125930 online pr927fm.com and you can be a part of today's show if you'd like and chime in on Facebook Live and YouTube. Uh, we are seeing our subscriber numbers go up if you haven't already hit subscribe uh, hit the thumb we'd appreciate that and let us know what is on your mind on this monday not good weekend for ecu athletics across the board and uh, we will recap that today also some major news coming out on sunday that donnie kirkpatrick will no longer be the offensive coordinator of the pirates uh, moving in to 2024 so we'll talk a lot about that talk about ecu's uh, lack of production offensively on saturday in the shutout to navy and uh, have more for you on today's edition of pirate radio live including double b brian bailey who will join us coming up in hour number two and jason nichols the former pirate the former pirate coach will join us coming up in hour three uh, we've got Shirley Rhodes here rocking her Dolphins hat. Joey is producing the video. We're lucky enough to have her here for one segment today. Hello, Chandler. Hello. 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 Turn my mic on. There you go. All right. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for asking. Ellerby is to my left. Hello, Jonathan. Is this working? Is this working? I think we're good. Are awesome. we on? We're on. Excited to be here, Clipper. Are you? thanksgiving week it is i'm excited about that i mean aren't you a little pep in your step for the football holiday on thursday and eh, more about the food than the football maybe are you gonna be sure wherever you're having thanksgiving they don't have the tvs working yeah this uh the thanksgiving is about family it's not about sports it's about talking to your relatives uh, you, you don't see them a lot during the year so it's about sharing that time it's not about who's playing football it's not about anything other than family in this year of having bad sports teams in football are you going to stick to politics at the thanksgiving table this year absolutely we're going to talk about who we're going to vote for why this country is in the shape that it is right now who you voted for in the past absolutely that, that would be a good if you're going to clip brock's thanksgiving be prepared that's you right talk lo- local politics while holt Naylor's starting at quarterback for ecu Mm, that's a little too sporty yeah that's that's too much sports we're gonna go here's the mashed potatoes thoughts on abortion (laughs) that's how it's gonna work at my thanksgiving (laughs) 
Okay. Pass the, pass the turkey. Uh, All right, here's the stream beans. Climate change. Border control. <laughs> <laughs> that is the ideal Thanksgiving this Thursday. No football. Maybe uh, maybe you're talking. Usually this week, you always ask every guest on, like, what is your, your favorite, favorite side dish? Your favorite side dish? You should say, what would be the most awkward political question you could ask somebody at your Thanksgiving meal? Oh, man. That is where we are right now, folks. Uh, tough times for my pro team, uh, tough time for the football team. And as my professional football team was losing an embarrassing game to Tommy DeVito and the Giants, I was in Menjis watching East Carolina basketball lose to Northeastern. Second mm. straight loss, second straight loss without Brandon Johnson. We hope to get him back sooner rather than later, but no time to uh to cry about it pirates right back on the court today and on tuesday pirates in the tournament of their own and losing their tournament of their own. even with courtside clip down there i saw you down there clip i've been to two basketball games unfortunately the pirates are zero and two when the elderbees in attendance oh yeah all right yeah i've missed well, the first the two games so i am taking part responsibility for this slump mark mike schwartz and his team is in well i've got a record update for you the pirates are one and oh when i'm in section 213 oh and two when i'm in mengees in other areas courtside clip courtside clip oh and two on the year i belong at the top yes in the nosebleeds you do not need to be getting paid to watch the pirates and you do not need to be sitting in the good seats watching the pirates you need to be sitting in 213 i've learned my lesson will you be in 213 tonight no I so will what, not be in the building. What do the Pirates do with you not in attendance? They're so, one and zero right now. All right, I believe. Am I getting this right? Did you go? You went to the we Campbell played game? four games. Oh, one game I was here. Right, and they won that game. So one and zero without Clip in the building. So let's see if that continues. There's there's a lot of trends. I feel, I'm sure Phil Stills updating his basketball magazine right now with these stats to consider. So stats to consider. But the elephant in the room, Clip Rock. Yes, the goose egg. By the Pirates in Annapolis. Ellerby, you're a big uh, shutout guy. Hey, let's get a shutout for the first time since this, which we did that this year. 44 to 44 to zero. Sure. That's right, we did. Sure. And uh, the Pirates have, boy, we've been flirting with it too. At NC State to yes. wrap up the year a few years ago. Michigan this year. Michigan at got the a field goal. At, at the, the buzzer. At the buzzer. Both of those were at the buzzer. Charlotte gave us a gift to score a touchdown mm-hmm. in the game this year where we scored seven. Uh, so we've been flirting with it, and finally we uh, we popped the question. We consummated the shutout on Saturday by scoring zero points. Zero. And as a caller pointed out, zero. we missed one field goal, and really that was about our only chance to yes. score. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think like how many time, how much time did the Pirates spend on the other side of the fifty? <laughs> the yeah the entire game yes i mean they they were i mean i'm just saying like they, they didn't really sniff not only the red zone but like i mean it, it, their own territory it, it, it was it navy's was, territory it yeah. was bad bad and bad so did east I carolina mean, get into the red zone no no because the field goal was, was outside the 49 20. yard yes. attempt but i mean i'm just saying like even i don't even remember the pirates being near the 50 yard line 
much less. I mean, it was just it was just tough on the eyeballs. And I think, you know, obviously the news you mentioned at the beginning, you know, Donnie Kirkpatrick has uh, it's not going to come back in 2024. So, uh, you know, the big, you know, Tony Collins is always jokingly asked this question. Who's the quarterback? Who's the quarterback? You know, but the, the, who's our quarterback? But there's, a, you know, the one thing you're looking at it right now with East Carolina, and then you got the transfer portal and everything else coming up. But like East Carolina's quarterback problem is like, who is the quarterback in 2024? Who well, is we don't gonna, know. Man. I know so he's that, not here. That that offensive coordinator, maybe the next offensive coordinator, is coming from a school that can bring a quarterback. I was thinking about that, Ellery, because I don't have names for you. I've seen some list of names starting to come out on who could be our potential next offensive coordinator but uh i just remember i wager mcgee uh talking about dallas baptist their one of their coaches went to western kentucky brought the quarterback brought a receiver yes like we need to look at a good fcs school that has a coach that we can bring in here as the offensive coordinator and him bring some talent with them and that uh that has worked in the past for some universities and, and we need to do that here that is a thousand percent one because they would have game experience hopefully this quarterback that we're i'm not talking about we don't really need someone that's bringing a backup quarterback that hadn't right right had, we need a starter that hadn't had playing experience you know because we kind of lived through that this year with uh players that were learning on the job or did not you know able to execute but uh, i agree with you a thousand percent whoever the coordinator is should have the answer immediately to hopefully who the quarterback is because uh i think that it it would be a great package deal to uh, be able to make this east carolina team successful right off the start in 2024 yeah uh justin says it's not flynn it's not garcia evidently it isn't jeter either i mean i I tend to agree that we are going to see we've already seen the the first domino fall but i've been saying you know wholesale changes on the offensive side from coordinator probably to assistant coaches and people on the staff we'll see some changes there as well but certainly at quarterback we're gonna have to get at least two at the very least two potentially three or four new quarterbacks there's there's gonna be i mean the portal's about to get nuts here for for everybody yeah and and the coaching carousel you remember when the coaching carousel used to be the one you used to watch, and that would be the 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 the, the carnival ride that was going nuts. Well, now there's a new there's a new ride at the uh, amusement park, and it's called the uh, NIL portal, and uh, that's that's getting ready to get wild. The coaching carousel is getting getting ready to to get even more crazier because I mean you always Syracuse fired a coach. I mean East Carolina obviously making the move at offensive coordinator, but there's going to be a lot more dominoes to start falling over this Thanksgiving week and weekend, and uh, that that's when things are going to go crazy. And I believe what is the portal open up December fourth? Oh yeah, is that I that's the date. December fourth to January fourth. So uh, and you know there's already you know people asking for for permission to talk or not even asking permission already talking to players and 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 plotting their <laughs> plotting their uh don't ask for permission no no plotting their their, their next move or whatever so uh it's it's going to be a very very interesting next uh month or so and uh east carolina i think you know i mean i mean obviously if you've listened to pirate radio listen to the fifth quarter um fans are frustrated they're, they're, the fifth quarter was really good. I mean, not very apathetic. People are still engaged and ready to, you know, try to figure out why this football program in year 10 in the American is is still strug- in last place. Not just struggling, but in last place. And I think 
what fans really need is is a strong plan from Mike Houston, John Gilbert, and everyone that's in control of the football program. They need to dig in and get real specific of where this football program is going. Year five, when Skip Holtz was here, he was winning conference championships. I think now that we're in year 10 of the American Athletic Conference and going into year 11, I mean, you break the numbers down, the Pirates are only tw- are 26 and 53 in their 10 years in the American. Brutal. But what's even more brutal, Clip, is they're 13 and 26 at home. Hmm. 10 years, they've won 13 conference games in the American. So, I mean, they need to get real specific of, you know, I think when Mike Houston was hired, there was the dumpster fire that was Scotty Montgomery, and he had to come in and clean it up and fix that. And he made East Carolina relevant again going you know achieving back-to-back bowl games but now it's been a fall a long slide off the mountain and i think what is east carolina's goals are they are they here to compete and win the american championship or are they just here to win games and go is is a bowl game the specific goal of this program no they say the goal is the championship okay but i think it you know i think you know cliff godwin i go to the ecu baseball banquet every year he has the pyramid of, of what his goals are for everyone. And he has national championship in his pyramid, you know, win X number of games. I just feel like, I feel like the football program as a whole for the fan base, if they described it and laid it out a little bit clearer, I think, I mean, it, it's just kind of... John think, Gilbert I, having a football goal pyramid do, does nothing for me, I, personally. But I think, hey, how, what's the goal to get to the, is, is the goal to get to the, win the American football championship? Yeah, but why do you need to see a... A chart about that. Like, what, what is that going to do for anybody? I think it, it, it. Everybody likes to have a plan. What's the plan to get there? They need it. They need to get to twenty thousand season tickets sold. They need to. You know, what do we need? What does East Carolina need to to be competitive in the American Athletic Conference? You hear, you need. They need NIL money. Well, how much NIL? They. I mean, is it just you just get as much as you can, or they need a million dollars? They need two million dollars. You know, I just think. I think I think right now where there is a lot of frustration and chaos, I think uh, the more specific that uh, th- that Mike Houston and other people can talk about of their their needs and their wants and how people can help and uh, rally around that, and then it's kind of then the fans are really just your accountability partner. It's like Clip, do you want to lose weight? Yeah, sure. Well, how much? I mean, if you don't ever say how much weight you want to lose, then we're never really chasing the exact goal. Why you got to so, bring my weight into this? Just, I don't know. Chandler, do you want to lose weight? Sure. See? How much? I don't know. See? I don't have a plan. <laughs> I don't have a plan. Uh, I'm going to draw you a pie chart. Wait, that's a pie, and I'm going to eat it and not lose weight. <laughs> I wouldn't start this week, Chandler, because your mom's cooking is probably going to be pretty good. Yes, very much so. But I, I think that's – I mean, if you look at the numbers of where – I mean, East Carolina is. I mean, when you look at the standings for the American Athletic Conference, and East Carolina is in dead last, and we were picked fifth or whatever. I mean, it's like this is this is just not good right now. I just know? don't understand. Did they did they know going into this year how bad the quarterbacks and the offense was going to be? They didn't, and they just hoped that a miracle would happen. Or did they really think they had something with these guys? Because they made it seem like it, the, right? The, the puzzling, the puzzling aspect is we all knew Holt Naylor's last game was going to be at the Birmingham Bowl, and there never seemed to be a huge panic button. It's like if we'd have had a quarterback leave after the spring game, being like, "Ooh, where our quarterback transferred, we're not really sure about these others." I mean, I think that's just. I agree with you. It's like I just didn't. I never really saw like. 
like, ooh, like, be on alert. This could be a, a rough year. I don't think, I, honestly, I think in fairness, I don't think anybody was expecting a championship here this year. No. But I, but I don't think anybody by any means would have said, hey, look, we're sitting at 2-9 and nine, heading into Tulsa Thanksgiving weekend. Chandler, I, I keep going back to our fall scrimmage. And we're out there at the end of it. And, yeah. And we did a video and put it out and said ECU threw four pick sixes. And I, I watched that again this weekend because we, we gave some props to uh, to Javius Bond. Mm-hmm. We gave some props to uh, Isaiah, um, Josiah Hatfield had a catch and run for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we didn't just take a dump on the whole offense, but we said defense definitely won today. Won the day. We saw four pick sixes. I, certain people were upset we put that out because we didn't get to see the full scrimmage that's fair that's fine but we did talk about what we saw what we saw and it has not gotten better you could argue it's gotten worse as the year has gone on this offense i it, mean it we was, got to the point where we didn't score a touchdown didn't cross the 50 yard line majority of the game. it was awful in august it's awful in november and now like we've been saying it's got to be a complete overhaul my worry is the defensive side and man we got some very very positive news regarding nil donations last week to team boneyard which is great because you're going to need that to keep your players your corners revel and jackson and those guys and we need to do all we can to not keep... if they get offers from power five programs true yeah i mean it's it's, it's irrelevant and you just i mean well, because they're i mean if with as we saw if auburn and oregon come calling or the ACC comes calling, they're, well, they're, you can't compete. There's my worry uh, that this defense is going to be picked apart, and maybe Blake Harrell is tired of losing games ten to nothing and thirteen to ten, and he gets offered somewhere. And I, th- I, I see a scenario where we do go all in on offense, and we do bring in a really talented quarterback, and we get an offensive coordinator with a, a genius mind, and we are putting up points next year, and we don't have a defense to stop anybody. <laughs> I could see the scales tipping that way in a in a crazy world. Well, I think my worry is is how do you match up expectations and and the fans because that's where you are right now. Like the, the I mean, no one's no one, including the coaches and administrators, are happy with where this program is. But like the expectation at this point, what is what is the sales pitch for twenty twenty four, and then what is the expectations? You know, like if, if you is is as you said. Is this fan base patient enough for an overhaul next year? Is it a, still a learning on the job? Well, we're either going to get an overhaul with Mike Houston here or a complete overhaul with a new coach, right? right. It's so, going to be an overhaul one way or the other. So, how patient? And then, what? So, where where are we? And I think there has to be some sort of honest game plan put out there and put forth. Of uh, you know, I mean, if there's what's in the cupboard. What's, and, and no one's really going to know that until it all settles out when the spring semester starts in January. But uh, I mean, well, you're you're LRB, you're all over the creative stuff and how do you do that? I mean, you're going to have to have some creative minds to sell tickets for what we saw this year and for the non-conference. You know, being Norfolk State and an App State. App State's a good game. I think we can all enjoy that one. But Norfolk State is your other home game in the non-conference. That's not going to excite anyone. It's you're appealing to your base at this point and trying and how do you get people to buy? I mean, here's the thing: what was the, what was the schedule? At Norfolk State's the first game at Old Dominion, Appalachian State, and then Liberty. Liberty, who's undefeated right now. And I mean, and as we know, we can't. I think even more today than 
last year or three years ago, you can't really worry about what teams do this year compared to going into the next year because rosters are so temporary of flipping. But East Carolina's got to put up that perimeter <laughs> around and like, are we going to be the best school when it comes to Charlotte, App, Old Dominion, you know, James Madison, Liberty, Coastal Carolina, you know, Georgia State, all the schools like right around these, you know, three or four states right here. And uh, I think the problem is, is when the portal starts hitting and players start going to those schools from East Carolina is, is when it can be difficult, which is why I think now is a great time during a crisis to get specific of what what is the vision for East Carolina football and then how can they rally the troops to get people there. And if Mike Houston is going to be the leader in 2024, which it appears that's the way, like he needs to, he's going to, he's got his work really cut out for him. And part of that work is, is the big play is going to be getting an offensive coordinator and getting a quarterback in here, but then also doing his best with uh, the resources he has to keep his uh, staff that he wants to keep and uh, the team that players he wants to keep intact to make himself successful in 2024. And I think, what, what are the expectations for next year? Anything short of a bowl game is a complete failure? I mean, it should be, yeah. But I don't know. I'll tell you when we see the coach that comes in and the players that come in. I mean, unfortunately, or are you talking about my expectation or I'm, like what we should hold Mike Houston I'm, I'm accountable really, I'm for? really asking that question in the air, really, to I guess Mike Houston. Like, I mean, yeah. is can you flip it back to a bowl team? Because you flipped it from back-to-back bowl teams to a two-win team. Can it be flipped the other way to just six wins at least, you know? Or can it get back up to seven or eight? I don't know. I mean, that's just the question. I mean, like, I think the, that's where the – because if not, if you're like if – the, if the sales pitch is like, well, we've got this new coordinator, we got this young quarterback, we've lost some defensive players, but we got a lot of young guys we're going to be playing. Like, that's not – I don't. I mean, is that the sales pitch that's going to get – people fired up and and i don't know what can get people fired up right now i I don't think there is anything which is which is my point is how people are saying we need to bring in a new head coach i'm no i'm just saying people how patient are people going to be if there's gonna if there's going to be a lot of wait if there if if everyone's kind of like, well, let's wait and see. Some will be patient till the end, like uh, because they go to every game and I, pay for everything. And look, a lot of people are not going to be that way. And your absolute thousand percent core are going to be in Dowd Fieldland Stadium in the fourth quarter against Tulsa this week. And there's going to be a lot of great people in there anyway. And there's going to be a lot of great people that aren't going to be there. But I'm just saying, what's the majority saying? Is the majority patient next year that if we win four or five and had a couple of coulda, shoulda, wouldas? Is that going to be enough to, or, or it's like, like, hey, look, this is year eleven of the American. We're playing all these new teams: Rice, Charlotte, you know, FAU, and we're 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 struggling, and we're 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 getting behind them in the conference right now. So I mean, I'm just like, East Carolina's got to figure out a plan of who's our what's our identity in the American because our identity right now is is in the cellar at last place. Irving says maybe we're in the wrong conference. Sunbelt would be a much better fit, assuming the TV gap narrows. I don't Irving, know. let's take a look at the Sunbelt standings. We're 0-2 this year. At least we won a game in the conference we're in. We're, we didn't beat a Sunbelt team. 0-2. We couldn't beat them. We couldn't, I mean, put us in any conference this year. It's not going to matter. This team, you know, couldn't get it done this year. It's been a struggle. And I think, uh, you know, I think, you know, the – 
the Pirate fans have been outstanding. There was a, our pictures, and Chandler, you were up there. There was there was a good group of ECU fans. It was that, unbelievable. Had, and, and I heard one of the callers in the fifth quarter said, I mean, no 2-8 and eight team is going to take that many fans on the road like we did. I mean, the fans and support are there. They're, yeah. they're, 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 they're lingering, but now is the time to rally them all together to to get behind this next push of, of what it's going to be and and I guess I guess I guess my whole point is what are the expectations let's set realistic expectations of where we can be next year to where's this program going because right now a lot of people are like scratching their heads being like well dang I thought after you know seven and four where were we seven and five then eight and five like this program was on a trajectory not to be in last place right now i expect to beat norfolk state and that's about it right now well uh, i'll let you know later john says do we reach ten thousand season tickets next year yeah i think so uh what we, we were at knocking on 15 this year no uh joe is in greenville on the pirate radio live line what's up joe hey guys i just want to see if there's something that you can help me understand a little bit number one nil if nil is named image and likeness it seems like the main group of people nil is going to help you know because it's a two-way street it's going to help the player but with nil it's also going to help a business to help with advertising so it seems like we would be hitting businesses harder than we'd be hitting individuals because for an individual give to give to nil what does he get out of it there's no return on his money and second of all, I'd like y'all to discuss that. And second of all, we give to the Pirate Club. Now we want to give to NIL. The more money we give, it seems like the less access we have. I remember the day when we used to have coaches on all the shows. We could call. We could talk to the coach. We could ask the coach questions. We had a coach's show where you could talk to the head coach. You could ask the head coach questions. Now it seems like the average fan has zero access to any of the coaches. It's almost like they've taken the program away from us, but yet they want more and more money. Now, I would love just to hear your guys' side of that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'd, I'd like to know what you guys got to say. Well, the, the NIL is just another funnel that's been created in, in college athletics, um, you know, and it, it's, it's no different than, I mean, any other business where technology or anything else comes along. It's just like Pirate Radio. We started as one AM station, grew to two AM stations, and then the birth of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that. I mean, we're a digital media company. But uh, the, the way, you know, and I, and I get the point, and, and NIL is just an, it's another animal out there that that you have to feed and i think it becomes on an individual basis do you do you what do you want to give to what and i think when you you know the return on investment for sports is really just an emotional turn on investment you want to see your team do well and have fun on saturdays because it's it's, to me i've always said the two things east carolina needs to be fun and relevant needs to be fun when you tailgate get to the ball game have fun with your friends and then relevant when they scan the ticket that you think between one percent or a hundred percent that your team can win that day uh you if you're looking at it as a business decision of like an investment like if you bought east carolina football season tickets this year it was a really really bad investment because i guarantee you probably can't sell your tickets to this game this Saturday. Uh, and if you can, please let me know because that, that would be like a miracle because people are trying... <clears throat> excuse me. Valerie's getting emotional. It's okay. It's all right, buddy. 
<laughs> it's an individual choice. I understand and the business part of it. John Gilbert talked about that in his letter to the helm uh, or from the helm last week about how businesses need to to get behind it as well. I mean, we here at Pirate Radio talk to these guys, and that is a yeah. nil opportunity for them and we get something out of it because we do interviews here on the air and things like that uh but i think what you're saying is jonathan that if you have the means to do it also it gives you some sort of access to the team almost because you can say this is for football and i think you can say this is for one specific player right when you to donate your nil money it's as far as getting anything on return of it that's up to you like what do you you call it an emotional investment. I think you're right about that. It is 100% emotional investment. And then, I mean, why do you, why do you love the Pirates? Why do you love the Commanders? Why do you? I mean, it's just it is what it is. You emotionally invest your time into pulling for your team, and then you try to invest as much money as you can to go have fun and, and watch your team. But uh, I think if you're if you're running it as an ROI, then you're you're always going to be in the in the loser column. So I, I think you just got to figure out what what's what's best for you and and if you're financially able to be in the pirate club buy four season tickets or buy 10 or be at the highest level or the lowest level of the pirate you, you got to figure out what what's in your range and then if you can support the an nil initiative whether that's i mean we're doing stuff with players now you can buy t-shirts to support the baseball players or you can uh, if you're a business you can obviously you know sponsor players and other stuff like that too but i mean it it just it is where it is and if i guess if you're emotionally attached to east carolina sports doing good and you can financially give you know a little bit of money to nil or a lot of bit of money to nil then uh, maybe that but there's no guarantee that these players are going to turn out i mean it comes back it's just like anything in life expectations you know like if you give money to nil and you give money to a specific running back or receiver and that person drops passes or fumbles footballs then then yeah are you going to be you're going to be you're just you're just attaching yourself more to the expectations and so i mean it, it, it is what it is which is why i get back to if east carolina is chasing to be the best in the american athletic conference conference what tools and resources does the team need what does the head coach need to to achieve that and uh i think what we've seen the last two losses in basketball i don't think nil has been a factor of which team has won that game because i believe our players were probably getting nil money and the other two teams are not and i think there's been times where east carolina football has uh you know and hopefully in the future we'll beat teams that that get paid more money jamie says ellerby about to literally throw up uh over the team i think the, i think the fly that flew in chandler's eye flew down my throat just a second ago i was in mid conversation and it hit me right in the back king of hearts said he is right Dabo saving to a call-in show what happened to houston's wasn't it at logan's so they haven't done call-ins in a while yes uh they i think at one point it went to email questions and of course they would pass along the ones that you know were were easy to answer uh cl says a call-in show with angry callers yelling at houston would serve nothing well, it will make Joe and some other callers happy, but yeah, they, they just they, they don't they're not going to do it because they don't have to do it. Maybe if they're undefeated, all of a sudden the call-ins come back. Hey, we're taking calls this week to talk about your eight no pirates. Well, that's what I mean. Everybody says, "Oh, the fifth quarter is uh, negative." This and that. Well, the fifth quarter is based off the first four quarters. And uh, last year after the bowl win, how was the fifth quarter clip? 
I mean, were people pre-fired up and excited? You know, I mean, it's yeah. just, I mean, it's just it, when we win, it's 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 a winner. We scored loss seventy on North Carolina and took seventy amazingly happy calls. Yes, so. so I mean, winning is the number one goal, and then how can East Carolina get back to winning? What tools and resources are do we need? I mean, I think we saw in the USA Today coaches salary comparison east Carolina, mike houston's what like number four number five when it comes to a i mean so you're you're always you know comparison's the thief of joy but you're always comparing yourself to others and like i just you know i know pirate fans are really really frustrated when when you know if we're sitting at five and six right now with a chance to be bowl eligible going into tulsa the conversations have probably been a lot of different but the the dead last and the the horrible offense and everything it, it's just been more than people can bear because i think the, the expectations were not to be this terrible this season. Uh, Chandler, we'll save our bit for tomorrow. And okay. they didn't come up organically. All right, that's fine. And you got to head out? Yeah, I do. I need to go by and uh, see somebody. But, yeah, the NIL stuff really gets us ramped up. It, I mean, it, it even had him crying and almost throwing <laughs> up. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's take a break. That was the new book. There was an old Ellerby who swallowed a fly. <laughs> Some interesting uh, comments from Mike Houston after the game. You know, earlier in the year, we asked Donnie about quarterbacks going in and and playing and deciding on who goes in, and he said that's a that's a question for Mike Houston. On Saturday, Mike Houston was asked about you know why not change up the quarterbacks, and he said that's a question for Donnie just giving us more questions uh but we'll hear some of those answers talk about that check in with the chad gang who is hot here on a monday we'll say goodbye to chon uh ellerby have a happy thanksgiving yeah what side dish you looking forward to the most side dish i'm looking forward to the most is stuffing and gravy it's Mm. always a you only get it this time Mm. of year and i think you gotta you really dive in and enjoy it this thursday chad said is chon leaving to make sure he makes the six o'clock game no, I'm actually trying to fill up this treasure chest. Okay. Hey, That's for people like you, Chad. That can't win in the treasure chest. One more snide comment. You're banned from the <laughs> chest. How's that sound? <laughs> but for real, what time are you uh, heading to Minji's? Uh, probably 4.30. About what time? 4.30. No. Game's at 6? Yeah. No. What time? About 5.30. About 5.40. That's still pushing it, buddy. Okay, fine. Hey, this isn't my first rodeo. I love how you think I don't know what I'm doing. How do you ask Chandler what time he's going and he gives you two times? <laughs> <laughs> and they're both because away. Because on average, it's between 530 and 540. Hey, good thing you're not an airline pilot. <laughs> All right, more MC Hammer, and we'll take a break. Susan says, hey, Chandler, happy No Victory Monday again. Shout out to Susan for being one of the one of the 30 Panther fans in Bank of America yesterday because it was a Cowboys home game. And she will not sell her tickets to opposing fans. No, and good for her. Integrity. Take a break. Come back. Uh, East Carolina trying to cover. 40 seconds left. Pirates down to Ohio State. 77 to 55. They were 24 and a half point underdogs. Can they cover? We'll have the answer for you when we return after this on the Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by the Buck. Stop. 
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. Stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half club sandwich with chips, or everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. After work, down on Main Street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. Join down on Main every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Down on Main Street, on Main Street in historic downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Final score from some gym or ballroom in the Bahamas. Number 15, Ohio State, 79. ECU, women's basketball, 55. Pirates lose. Pirates cover by half a point. What a story. I was going to say, I thought that, because I thought you said 24 and a half, and it was 24. So uh they hung around for a half east carolina did was uh at one point it was 31 to 30 they rallied from down double digits cut it to one uh with a big second quarter but down six at the half ohio state opens it up in the second half and east carolina falls in their first game down at the bahamas next the pirates will take on the pirates uh it'll be seton hall and east carolina coming on wednesday morning at 11 a.m and uh oh so we'll be able to uh, catch a little pirate basketball what do you mean by catch at home watching tv no well if you got oh flow, if you got flow, flow sports. sports dang it yeah forgot about that flow sports thing i'm not i'm not going with that flow new no, not for how much they're charging all right um let's see Eric says Houston didn't just throw DK under the bus. He went out and got a CDL. <laughs> I don't know. Did he throw him under the bus? Was he just telling the truth? Uh, I'm not sure, but after the game, we'll go ahead and hit that one first. Uh, this is Houston on the quarterbacks playing, surely. Uh, where I've uh, name redacted asked Mike Houston about the quarterback and Flynn uh, was not having the game of his life fair to say on saturday why didn't we go uh with a different quarterback you'll hear the question and the answer uh did you guys at any point look at going to another quarterback and if not you know why not during, during this particular game probably need to talk to donnie about that um he felt like alex gave us the best opportunity and uh that's why he chose to stay with him is that something you could I don't know. Did you think about overruling that at any point or going with Mason or Dieter just for something different? Based on the way the game was going uh, and, you know, what they were taking away from us, we had to throw the football in order to have a chance to win. And uh, based on practice this week, Alex gave us the best opportunity to do those things. I've seen some why delay the inevitable why not just fire donnie kirkpatrick uh yesterday and have a different play caller and offensive coordinator for this week's game and i guess the answer is uh donnie kirkpatrick's the only one that can make a decision on what quarterback is playing apparently that 
might sound a bit snarky sorry (laughs) but uh that's what we're saying here dk makes the calls on who's playing and what quarterback's in and what quarterback stays in Uh, that's a new revelation uh that we learned on saturday uh mike houston also talked about the turnovers on saturday in the loss to navy we talked about it going to the game turnovers will be huge i think four turnovers as well from you know you guys just out right. breaking blows no i you know I, well that's it i mean that's that's the ball game you know you uh you you force a turnover you get a field goal attempt very makeable field goal attempt with a strong win behind you we don't convert that uh we force another turnover and we turn around and give it right back to them and we you can't do that if you want to win um you know we gave them the last three points on the on the fumble on the punt right there so it's just you know that's that's the stuff that you can't do in a low scoring close ball game. And I thought our, our, I thought we you know the kids, you know they gave us a chance, um, and we just you know we were unable to to get enough going offensively. Uh, that has been the story the entire 2023 season for East Carolina. And uh, let's hear one more Shirley Houston on uh, Luke Larson's fumble. Uh, that was an interesting play from Saturday. Here was that Q and A. What happened with Luke? On the- he needs to look at the film I mean it's two up on the outside you kick the ball I mean that's there's no reason for him to hold the ball as long as he did he knows that or he'll know it after he looks at the film was he thinking about running it there I don't know (laughs) I mean this is not a a pile on Mike Houston because I hear the frustration in his voice there that Luke Larson has been trained to do a certain thing and namely punt the football and he didn't punt it and uh and mike houston was exasperated at that point uh i don't know i don't know what he was doing uh needs to look at the film so yeah that one uh that one appeared to be on luke the aussie punter there that particular play um going back to the quarterback situation and you need to talk to donnie uh chad says so mike houston basically said he was not in charge of that particular part of the game i guess so chad that is what uh took away from that um yeah steven says that is nonsense that is weak sauce john says thanksgiving talk pie of choice at thanksgiving you know i'm not a pie guy i like cake i like cookies i like you should have said you liked cake I would have brought, I just made a nice tres leches cake for my family. Oh, shut up with that. Well, what do you mean? I'm a fat guy that you see multiple times a week. But I don't like cake, so I won't eat it, but I know it tastes good. You you look at me and say, ah, he probably doesn't eat cake. Come on, it's, man. It's milk cake. It's a di- very different type of cake. Milk cake. Tres leches translates to I know what milks. leche is. Yeah. So three of them, three different milks. What? <laughs> Evaporated, condensed, and regular milk. But it is a cake. It is a cake. It's a solid. Mm-hmm. Okay. That you moist overnight. It gets moist overnight with all the milks. And then you nice little whip of... Uh, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> and whipped cream on top. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm listening. <laughs> a little cinnamon on there. Cut them up Woo. into squares. It's, uh, and you made it, huh? Yes, sir. Well, somebody did bring in a dessert today. And that someone is Shirley Rhodes. I did. Who brought in her Paradise Pumpkin Pie. Mm-hmm. Has that been tried by young Joey yet? Not yet. Uh, I had a piece and uh, Glenn had a piece. So, um, But uh, Joey is welcome to have some. Uh, also, speaking of cake, you are in luck, Clip, because we do have cake on the way. 
How's that? One Bob Braxton is going to be <laughs> dropping off some cakes for us. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, good Good to hear. So you will have your cake and eat it, too. Uh, Eric says, it's amazing. It's soggy, but it's divine. He said, Joey may be whack, but his dessert game is on point. How am I whack? <laughs> Y'all leave Joey alone. Give me a reason to this be dude, whack. This man was here all day with us on Saturday, putting in the work. Appreciate it. We appreciate his uh, his service here. Um, Jamie says, why would Donnie Kirkpatrick want to be here this Saturday? Dead man walking. Well, he loves the kids. Wants to Doesn't want to quit. Wants his uh, full paycheck. A lot of reasons for him. I don't really see it as him being thrown under the bus. We got the news a week early. I mean, what's the No, no, no. The thrown under the bus part was the ask Donnie about the quarterback thing. That's the bus part. Yeah. Look, we all knew anybody with a brain looked at these offensive numbers this year and said Donnie Kirkpatrick wouldn't be back. I mean, we've had people calling for him all year. So that we knew that that was going to be the case. Why the announcement on Sunday? I don't know. Maybe I have some conspiracy theories on that, but um, I don't know. Go ahead and get it out there. Now ECU can, well, maybe they, you know, they're starting to look at potential candidates. It would be even more awkward if they were doing that while Donnie Kirkpatrick is employed or thinks he's going to be returned. So maybe that's why you go ahead and get it out in the open in front of everybody uh but yeah that'll be the case on uh saturday donnie Kirk- and look um i said this hell one guy got mad at me for saying donnie kirkpatrick was a nice guy so i don't care if he's a nice guy our offense stinks well two things can be true you can be a nice guy with a crappy offense but man donnie's the he's the man um and always gave the best answers I know a lot of y'all got tired of his uh press conferences this year but that's just the uh the kind of guy he is i mean he and it, it's tough to like houston put it on his players on saturday you got to make that kick you gotta you gotta punt the ball you gotta make the throws do all that and he's right like the players do deserve some of the blame here but who brought in these players who put these players on the field who led these players at practice that goes back to the coaches it's like a a cycle a cycle of blame on uh where you want to point the finger and everything uh josh says probably did it because of the record being broken and wanted to deflect it trying to get approval um maybe there is some deflection there like, look, my this defense is working their tails off, and Donnie's offense is not holding up their end of the bargain. Maybe, maybe there's a little bit of that. I don't know. Michael Winstead said, "Good afternoon, Pirate Gang." Isaiah said, "Hello, what's up, Isaiah?" Forty ers rolling once again. Hey, Isaiah. Hope to see him uh, on the field at some point this season, but I know he's uh, working his tail off on that Forty ers practice squad. Great to see. You. Speaking of former Pirates, congratulations, Tyler Sneed gray cup champion uh texted with him today gave him a little congratulations and uh he said appreciate it from practice squad to gray cup gray cup champion he started that season on the practice squad got himself on the field proved he could stay on the field 
and now he's walking away with a trophy and a ring. Jamie says, it's Houston's first time firing someone from the staff, no experience. Well, Jamie, that is certifiably false. He fired yep. Bob Trott as defensive coordinator and brought in Blake Harrell. Correct. And I'd say that worked out quite well. If wow. we get a repeat on that, we'll be happy. You bring in somebody. Now, Blake Harrell's in year three or four. I want to say he came in during COVID year. So 2020, yeah. 21, 22, 23. So year four. I don't know if we have time to wait offensively um, for four more years for it to be, you know, we need to see a, a quick, very quick turnaround. What's the genuine likelihood you think Blake gets swooped up by a Power 5 school? Mm, and if so, where? 73%. Um, I mean, these numbers are impressive. Giving up 13 to Tulane. Giving up... What did we win last week? Giving up 10 to Navy. 10 to Charlotte. Scoring defensively. I mean, he is going to be highly sought out. Yeah, we only gave up, let's see... 10 to Navy, 7 from FAU. Yeah, 7 to FAU, 22 to 7. Tulane. Yeah. Who was 21 at the time. They're now 18. And in those points, and we gave, we've given up some big plays this year. We've given up yards, things like that. But how many of those are just because you go three and out and put your defense in bad spots? Cass said uh, there is one guy who's doing his thing, another former pirate, while we're on the subject. And that former pirate. Jaquan of course. Yes. Jaquan McMillan. I mean, that Jaquan dude was McMillan. everywhere last night. Jaquan McMillan. Jaquan McMillan. Fumble recovery McMillan. on the first play, right? Is this, I think he's done that twice now, right? He keeps yeah. playing the way he's Jaquan playing. He's going to renegotiate a contract at the end of the year. It was on the first I will try. say, though, his name was Jaquan pronounced McMillan. correctly last night. Mike Tarico. Mike Tarico's a pro. A pro's pro. Also had an interception last night. I said it on Friday. Broncos about to go on a run. And it uh and man, still credit to Minnesota just for like being in these games with yeah. the, the cards they've been dealt. Definitely. The card they were dealt, the former card. Josh Dobbs. Connecting dots. Carolina. Baby radio legend the brain is clicking today uh jamie says surely ecu has to at least be thinking if harold gets poached maybe you first offer him the head coaching job thinking about it i don't know never you know he's never been a head coach he would have to then assemble a staff uh i don't know king of hearts says tres leches cake is out of this world well i wouldn't know because Joey, for some reason, thought that maybe I wouldn't enjoy a cake today. I will say this, Joey, to your credit. The older I get, the more I struggle with milk. Oh, really? Yeah. Can't you say eat cereal? I, would, I never enjoyed milk. I never liked milk. But I would eat cereal and then with breakfast, have a glass of milk. But now, it does something to me. It messes me up. Yeah, that's what it messed you up. So sure. with tres of those bad boys, I really might have been in trouble. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one. Brian Bailey going to join us. And uh, 
sorry i cannot keep up with everything in the chat gang i'll try to get to your uh comments as well as we roll on a monday edition of pirate radio live ECU women falling to number 15, Ohio State, on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. We got Pirate Basketball later today in Menji's. We've got a game going on in Menji's right now. At the half, Kennesaw State 43, Northeastern 42. East Carolina taking on Georgia Southern coming up at 6 o'clock today. We'll uh, see if we got any other scores going on around the country in college basketball. Tennessee up 38-35 on Cuse in the second half. Is that Maui? That is in Honolulu. Yes. So uh, the Maui Invitational there, I think. I reckon. Take a break. Have more for you. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Young Joey here on this day. And uh, chat gang, loud and proud on a Monday as well. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us uh give us a like please we still have 20 around 20 more viewers than we do 28 more viewers than we do likes at this point so hit that thumb and hit the subscribe as well our subscribe uh subscription number is going up so we appreciate that thank you very much uh let's head out to that pirate radio live line talk to bb brian bailey who joins us today bailey how you doing man not too bad how are you i'm doing too bad Oh, you know. <laughs> My sports life is not going great, BB. Uh, another loss today for East Carolina, although this one uh, was to be expected. The Pirate women's basketball team falling to number 15, Ohio State, by uh, 24 points. They were 24 and a half point underdogs, so they did cover for those that care about such things. Uh, but they lose. The men lose yesterday. Their second straight loss. They fall to Northeastern. Uh, they are back in action 6 o'clock against Georgia Southern. Of course, we got the shutout against Navy. You know about my Commodores, as you call them. You're, you're Cowboys won, so you're feeling a little good. Yeah, but my Cowboys are whipping up on bad teams. I just hope they can, they can beat some good teams when they get through December. They've got some good teams to play. And then, as I've said all year, I want to see how they do in January. But they played well well enough in charlotte i tell you what bailey if for some reason they decide to put bad teams in the playoffs this year your cowboys might make a run we'll roll you put those <laughs> you put those giants and panthers in the playoffs you got a shot now i'm telling you uh but hey all you can do now is stack wins whoever whoever your opponent is and the cowboys man i was we were talking about this on uh friday when we were making our picks cowboys that they had the head scratcher against arizona 
uh they got blown out by san francisco but man they have blown out they got to have more blowout wins than anybody this year yeah and that's the the disappointing part i think it was a lesson learned because when i read everything after that game they said you know when you you, in the nfl if you come not ready to play then you're going to lose and that's exactly what happened that day they've come ready to play ever since then and except for the 49er game obviously the San Francisco game was, was kind of odd because San Francisco rolled and then San Francisco went on a three-game losing streak after that. But they appear to be back. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just you just got to keep on trying to win. Kansas City and uh, Philadelphia tonight should be pretty good. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Bailey, uh, Kelsey Bowl, potential Super Bowl preview. I know who you want to win tonight, and I'll be rooting for KC as well. But who do you think wins it, uh, one of the NFC's best or one of the AFC's best? Well, I would I would go with Kansas City just because I think they, but they've both been inconsistent a little bit to be as good as they are. But I, I think I would go with Kansas City. Yeah, it, I kind of did a double take. Wait, the Eagles have uh, only lost one game this year, right? And and we yeah. we kind of look at them and say they haven't played their best. So that kind of tells you how good they are, I guess, that they have that record and haven't played their best. That's right. Very good. Uh, Cass said Jerry Jones finally letting Jimmy Johnson into the Cowboys ring of honor. Is that true, Bailey? Yeah. I had a big announcement yesterday. I, I, it's funny. We got back and, uh, Melissa and I did, I turned the TV on and I just got to the, to the start of, and I saw, I saw Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson together and they were talking. I thought, what is this about? And then I thought maybe he's going to invite him to the ring of honor. And that's exactly what he did. He talked to him for a little bit. And then he, he made the official invitation. I think it's uh, end of December. Uh, I think it's the lions game. For Dallas, the next the last game of the year, he's going to go into the ring. That'll be that'll be a good day. Yeah, overdue, uh, but good to see that hatchet, I guess, buried and uh, and, and kind of interesting too. Because I did see speculation that, that was going to happen. I saw where, and so did that happen in Charlotte yesterday? Yes, it did. They were both in Charlotte, and that's where uh, that's where they, I don't know why. But that's where it happened. Yeah. Well, and that really stinks for Panthers fans because I, I'd heard and was told by people that went that it was overrun by Cowboys fans. And you've got that announcement. It's almost like uh, Dallas East or something yesterday. Uh, the, the Panthers were an afterthought in the whole thing. Basically, it's what it looked like. And a lot of people told me it was going to be a Cowboys home game. And it kind of kind of appeared that way on TV. Brian Bailey joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Well, Bailey, uh, some big news coming out for ECU football. Uh, writing on the wall, certainly. And we knew, uh, or at least thought, that Donnie Kirkpatrick would not be back uh, after this season. And uh, that became official with the announcement on Sunday from Mike Houston and uh, the release. And uh, just your thoughts on uh, on going a different direction on offense. Well, I mean, you hate it for Coach K. Coach Kirkpatrick's been good to a lot of us. And, uh, you know, and he's had some good offenses through the years. I mean, he, he's done a great job as an assistant coach for East Carolina under, you know, several coaches. And, and, and he had a great offense last year. So he wasn't the only problem. He may have been, you know, that may have been one part of it. But that, that offense is broken right now. And it's going to take, I think, several moves to fix it. And I think this is just the first one. Uh, those moves will come after the season. But, you know, what I look back on, and, and I've never been one of those that jumps on the fire the coach bandwagon. I just, I just don't think that's my role. Uh, the only two times I can think of were Scotty Montgomery and John Thompson. When I, and I got on that late because it, the writing was on the wall for both of those guys. But I just think if you look at Coach Houston and you look at what he did on defense, you know, that first year they were not very good defensively. And Bob Trott was his defensive coordinator. 
And I had one pirate assistant coach tell me that there's no way Coach Houston would make a change because because Bob Trot was his guy. He was not going to make a change. And I said, well, you know, I, I think he he may have to. He's got to get that defense right. And then he made the change. And Blake Carroll has been just you know lights out. I think. I think everybody agrees that he's the MVP certainly this year uh, of that coaching staff. And uh, that pirate defense deserves a lot of credit because it, it's it's got to be it's got to be hard to do as many good things as you do on defense and, and, and really limit teams to yards and points and, and just not come away with a win. I mean, you don't get, you know, you play Tulane a 13-10 game, you don't get points for, for holding them to 13. You lost. And I think that that's got to be difficult. So I think that, 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 you know, I think Coach knows and, he'll, and he fixed the defense, and I think now he looks at it and got to fix the offense. So I think he will. Bailey, uh, I, it, did you raise your eyebrows at all uh, during the post game on Saturday when uh, you know Mike Houston was asked about you know why not go with a different quarterback and and Mike Houston said well that's what Donnie decided to do I mean I I swear earlier this year we asked Donnie about you know who to put in a quarterback and he said well that's a Mike Houston question I, I it certainly caught me off guard uh, do you have any second thoughts about that one yeah I, yeah I think it caught me a little bit off guard I was kind of a little bit surprised but. You know, the the thing about we in the media and the fans, we're not at practice, and we don't know what goes on at practice. And so, you know, to me, and listening to everything that was said, it sounds like that nobody else had a really good week at practice at quarterback, and that Flynn was the best option. And I, know Mason, and I think Mason Garcia is a great kid. I wish he would come in and just, you know, be lights out and, and be the second coming of Holt Nailers, but – it didn't happen this year. We don't know what the future holds, whether he's going to transfer or whether he's going to change positions or whether he's going to stay on and battle for the quarterback slot. But it just, from, from all indications, you know, and, and what, that's what they base everything on is how, you know, things went at practice the week before, how they play at every now, position just about. Yeah, I got that part of it. I'm talking about the part where he's basically saying it's Donnie's decision on who's playing quarterback at all times. Yeah, I was a little little confused at that, but but it, it, like I said, I, I think it sounded like maybe there was a discussion about, hey, you know, should we do anything? Yeah. And maybe Donnie just said, said hey, at practice this week, you know. Right. Well, I mean, look, we've seen it, man. There's not a good option right now at quarterback, unfortunately. And I don't know what I don't know what the truth is. I wasn't at practice either. Yeah. Just trying to put all the you know all the things together and try to figure out what's going on. I mean, it's it's. It's a bad. I mean, the offense is broken, and that's yeah. basically what it comes down to. And and there, there's a number of components that have to be fixed, have to be worked on. And and one of them was was making the change at offensive coordinator. Although, like I said, you know, Donnie's Donnie's had some great years as offensive. He's a great guy. I mean, Donnie's a pirate. He, he got a chance. You know, in this industry, you rarely get a chance to raise your children in the same spot because you're bouncing around. But he was a pirate for a long time. Yeah finally left after rough got fired and then went with coach houston up to madison and then you know came back down with coach houston so i know that was difficult for mike because i these guys are you know like families i mean these guys spend a ton of time together and you know all that stuff is hard but coach indicated a couple weeks ago there's some tough decisions that have to be made and uh, you know i think this one was made you know this just is based on what happened you know in the 10 to nothing loss to navy yeah, and I mean, for us, man, he is a golden soundbite. Awesome to talk to. Uh, we kind of joked, and I don't even know how much of a joke it is, Bailey, but after every tough pirate loss, he'd be the guy that came on the Brian Bailey show and took the questions because he could handle it, and uh, he's a stand-up guy for that. 
Yeah, and, and, and that's how he always got off. I think it was I think it was with Skip. He was with Skip, and they uh, the Pirates were big favorites. I think it was at Tulane, and East Carolina lost that game. And, and he always tells me about things. Yeah, I knew we lost that game. You'd be calling. <laughs> <laughs> also, a big time. Uh, he and his wife, Commanders fans, that makes them great salt of the earth people as well. But, but exactly, it makes them rivals with me. But uh, I still love him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he. Uh, he is a and man he has coached some amazing uh players at the receiver position over the years we'll get bryce williams thoughts on it who uh was coached by donnie kirkpatrick when he joins us coming up tuesday on a pirate radio live one more game to play it'll be east carolina taking on tulsa this weekend and i feel like i've seen multiple lines i believe east carolina is a favorite in the game i can check real quick but uh you got two teams trying to somehow end the year with some positivity bailey yeah, and that's you know it's it's difficult during the holiday week to go on the road. So I think the advantage there goes to East Carolina, and I think that uh, you know you, you're trying to you're trying to just get one and, and get a little positivity going into the off season. But I, I know one thing they'll they'll get right to work. You know, as soon as that game's over, you know they're working on 2024 for sure. East Carolina, a three point favorite. The total is 44 and a half. My God, I'm gonna put up all these points. <laughs> yeah. That was the crazy part about the Navy game because we, we kept laughing about it. It was, you know, 32 or 31 and 30 and a half. And we're like, man, 17 to 14. But uh, it went way under, didn't it? Uh, that it did. And uh, credit to Blake Harrell's defense for uh, for their part and what they did on Saturday. And, man, you know, man, he, he's been a good soldier all year, Bailey. You know he and, and, and the defensive players as well have got to be ready to just, you know, rip their hair out. They got to be ripped. I just I don't remember it. There were times uh, when ECU could score a lot and couldn't stop anybody. Skip's teams uh, would would struggle offensively, but usually find enough to get into the twenties and and win a game. There hadn't been a year like this where one side has been so awesome and the other side has been just so uh, pitiful on Saturdays. Yeah, and it, it was you know in watching it, it almost seemed like you know Groundhog Day every you know. First down, second down, third down, and complete time to punt. And, you know, and really it should have been a 7 nothing game because, you know, uh, uh, Pirates had a bad play on a punt. Yeah. Usually they don't make. Lou Larson, you know, dropped the ball on that punt. If he doesn't do that, most likely it's 7 nothing. So, Brian Bailey joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Bailey, uh, Brandon Johnson can't get back soon enough for ECU basketball. They have lost a couple in a row rj ezra doing all they can but uh mike schwartz right now has got to be disappointed in the defense uh, a lot of layups and dunks yesterday for northeastern and uh kind of saw the same usc upstate uh he, he's got to be going after these guys right now yeah and i don't know what what's causing that because you know i i just thought five of us could get together and play a zone and play better defense than what we saw against usc upstate they really struggled and USC Upstate's not that good a basketball team. I didn't see much of the Northeastern game. I did watch it a little bit on online, but it's just a matter of of evidently they're not getting exactly what Coach Woods wants. I think in a, in a month or so, or maybe a couple of weeks, you'll see a much better defensive ball club once they you know start comprehending everything and getting all their parts back. But but right now it's a struggle on D, and that's that's Coach Schwartz. That's his specialty. So I know he is he is upset with that crowd. Uh, Pirates back at it six o'clock against Georgia Southern. They will take on Kennesaw State on Tuesday, and uh, 
I don't know, no sign of uh, Brandon Johnson returning. Uh, he has uh, been on the bench and been cheering on his teammates, but I uh, really need to get him back in the lineup. Um, Bailey, one more thing before we let you go, and I'm going to dive into the comment section on Facebook in our next segment. I think we'll do that. Uh, we've threw up uh, the next offensive coordinator. East Carolina should be fill in the blank. And this happens every every time there's a, a coach opening in any sport at ecu we always look to the past and look at at one of our past guys and steve logan's name continues to to pop up and and bailey you can either you know shoot it down or say hey i think there's a chance but but what about steve logan's name coming up uh with the offensive coordinator opening at east carolina is there any uh chance that you could see that happening well, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to Coach Logan in a long time. I don't know if he has any interest at all in getting back into it. I know that, that at one point the, the word was that he was enjoying life without having to recruit. So that would tell you that he's probably not interested. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if I, like I I was telling somebody earlier today, if, if I'm looking for an offensive coordinator, I'm calling the Rileys to see if, if Lincoln and Garrett have a little brother we don't know about and see if they can bring him over because, you know, get, get one of the – the youngest Riley, if there is one, because, uh, you know, Lincoln got his start here. Garrett was here. So maybe get another one. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those deals that, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's up for grabs. And you got to think, you know, the one thing I've always said, too, about, you know, people saying fire this guy, fire that guy. Well, if you fire that guy, you got to have a plan. And so, obviously, Mike's got a plan, and, and we'll see how that plan, you know, how, how, it, how it blossoms to fruition. BB, thanks for joining us. Ryan Robinson was on the Brian Bailey show earlier and uh, answered some NIL questions and uh, and things like that earlier in the show. Also, some high school football talk. Uh, Brent Wooten and Coach Craddock as well. So you can check that out at six o'clock. Uh, BB, happy ha- have a happy Thanksgiving. Other than the football game in the afternoon, late afternoon. What uh, what's your go to side dish on Thanksgiving, Bailey? What do you got to have? Side dish. Yeah. Not dessert? Is that not dessert? Or is that include dessert? Let's go side dish first. Side dish? Probably a uh, little mashed potatoes and the sweet potato deal. Whatever that thing Melissa makes is pretty good. All right. Like, the Melissa special. Uh, what dessert do you go for first? Uh, first, probably the pumpkin pie. And then we just figure out whatever's left. And then the best the best meal on Thanksgiving Day is at halftime of the Cowboy game. That's always the best because you got all the leftovers and mm. And do all that. So that's that's pretty. Hey, I got a trivia question for you for Wednesday night. You probably already know this, but you know the only NFL team that's never played on Thanksgiving. You know, I feel like I ask this every year. Um, yeah, let's see if you know it. The Jaguars. That's it, Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. That's why. That's why I host trivia, folks. I'm not a fraud. Uh, thank you, BB. How many times have the Panthers played on Thanksgiving? The Panthers whooped the Cowboys rear end one time. I do know that. Luke, Luke Keekley <laughs> whipped the Cowboys rear end one time. Have they played? <laughs> there you go. Have they played other than that, Bailey? I don't think so. I think that was it. Yeah, and I'm sure the Texans hadn't had many, maybe one. But uh, yeah. there you go. All right, uh, BB. Thank you, man. All right, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. You too, sir. There is the legendary Brian Bailey. Hall of Famer Brian Bailey. When is he going in the Cowboys ring of honor? Because he's not dumb like some Cowboys fans. Of course not. As the soundbite says. Shirley, what is the stat, by the way? Oh, one moment, Bailey please. just dropped a big-time well, stat. The stats, of course, is a statistic you can look at. There you go. How about them Cowboys? 
<laughs> let's take a break we'll come back when we return pirate radio put up on uh, our social media ecu's next offensive coordinator coordinator should be a fill in the blank and uh, i'll read some of the responses to that we'll dive into that we'll listen to some sir mix a lot and have more for you on pirate radio live on a monday also check in with the chat gang as well hit the like hit the subscribe and we'll have more for you Cass says dolly parton at halftime this year whoa make sure billy weaver's uh away from put him on ice (laughs) put him on ice he's gonna go in full meltdown mode oh my goodness uh more to go when we return after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit CarolinaCaliberCompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I can't Greenville. believe this song became popular. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. All right. Uh, Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with uh, GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor Program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Kaz, uh said that dolly parton would be playing at halftime i guess at dallas on thanksgiving is that what yes. he's talking about uh-huh the between the yeah the cowboys game now uh, we got a lot of inappropriate comments in the chat all y'all should well, be yeah, she released a new album it's called rockstar and apparently has a very good rendition of purple rain in there oh y'all should be ashamed of yourselves chad said we got jack harlow for the detroit halftime uh, I don't know. I've heard of the name, but don't know what he does. He's he's done a few songs. I'm, I, is he a white rapper? Yes. A uh, white rapper. Not named Eminem. Not named Marshall Mathers or Slim Shady. Mm-hmm. Speaking of white rappers, guess who popped up on a episode of Hell's Kitchen I watched the other night? None other than G Easy. Oh wow! Who I had not heard of until he. <laughs> for some reason they played him it wasn't even live it was like a music video of a halftime of a monday night football doubleheader, and he's up there rapping about fornicating while i'm trying to watch monday night football and it was terrible and his name is g easy famously dated halsey for a while h halsey yeah h halsey sounds yes. like a disease all right where's my guy riff raff <laughs> where's poo shiesty <laughs> where's poo shiesty poo shiesty is locked up <laughs> we know. know although we it's don't know who that is joke. but for some reason we started talking about poo shiesty one day and none of us knew why we were talking no. about poo shiesty, poo shiesty. Joe shiesty. He used to call burrow that Joe shiesty. who's uh who's that 
Joe Burrow. Some guy that I've never – does he play football anymore? Not anymore. Exactly. Yeah, it's a little injury prone. He's no Tommy DeVito, I'll tell you that. Man. He's no Josh Dobbs. Pike. Yeah. Pike liked the stream. We always appreciate that, Pike. He says he also likes that Donnie Kirkpatrick will not be returning. That should help us recruit defense and offense and retain our current defensive players. All right. I don't know. Jamie says, I think Clip would be a good offensive coordinator. The way he can handle a stack of papers, I know he can handle a laminated play sheet. Thank you, Jamie. Chad said, do you watch the main broadcast or Manning cast for Monday night games? Uh, Usually, I go Manning. Really? But I haven't a lot this year. You know what's bad? Like I wouldn't see as a type to like that type of broadcast. Really? Yeah. I like streams. I watch the Barstool stream on Sundays as my football's on. Okay. Well, if you're if you're in that mindset where you can multitask, where yeah. a lot of people I don't feel like they can when it comes to football. If my team's playing and if I care about the game, which I no longer care about Washington games, but if I did, I would watch the regular broadcast. Yeah. I have been so done with sports by Monday after ECU losses and Washington losses that I have not tuned in a lot of Monday Night Football. Maybe I will tonight. I won't. I mean, last night I was so depressed, I just turned on uh, a Law & Order marathon and went to sleep. Yeah. On Sunday, I turned on Hunger Games trying to catch up for the new one that came out. I... You know, I have been so disappointed that I can't, you know, get the Dolphins games on TV. I'm stuck with a Steelers-Browns game. Ugh. And so I, you know, those were, here were my options yesterday. Panthers-Cowboys. Gross. Steelers-Browns. Gross. Those were my two options yesterday. I was not happy about it. So uh, I have the Discovery Plus app. And it has a lot of the uh, paranormal television shows that I like so much. And I spent the afternoon watching that. The bad I'd part is... rather the watch that. Steelers-Browns was the best 1 o'clock matchup. Yeah. It was an ugly, uh, ugly matchup day. Yeah, it was just... And I, I don't like those two... Ma- if they were doing well... Like, if the Panthers were doing well, I would watch the Panthers-Cowboys game. But, you know, and Steelers-Browns has never been a good game for me to watch anyway. So, I... I'd rather watch the Dolphins eke one out with the Raiders. I mean, it wasn't exactly the prettiest of all games, but I would have rather watched that than stinking Steelers-Browns. King of Hearts says, Clip, start watching Premier League. It helps me, calms me down. I tried that, and I picked the team, Swansea, and then a few years later, they got booted. <laughs> and I don't want to pick another team. That would be lame. So I just got to wait till. to, though, because I, honestly, I don't think we'll see Swansea back then. Well, hell, I just won't watch anymore. It's not killing me or anything so you've got the premier league but i really got into it because swansea finished like top eight yeah the first or second year i started following and i was like this is awesome and, then they fell off. and i started to know about all the teams and players and then i realized that the premier league is worse than american sports and now worse than the college transfer portal when it comes to players leaving because teams will just literally buy every good player from a lesser team like the con like the um that's the beauty of the sport though it's kind of like well, it's not the beauty of i'm the not sport. saying it's bad but i'm definitely not calling it beauty it's not there's nothing beautiful about it well i mean if a kid grows up plays in swansea knows he's not going to have any international success 
Yeah, he's going to want to go to a bigger team. That's fine. I get that from an individual standpoint. Yeah. I get it. I'm not saying I disagree with it. I'm just saying it's way... Uh, there is it's a lot less heavy. loyalty. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. A lot it's less extreme. loyalty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you're at the top, you're stuck at the top. There's like very hard for you to digress from where you're at. And I think I, I think that's, that's kind of the slight drawback on that is when it's so top-heavy like it is, then you've got the same teams playing over and over again for the championship and there's no there's no underdog really i mean aside from swansea you know these last the last few years there's really not been another underdog team that just came out of nowhere well lester yeah, well lester but you know the it's the parody is so wide oh yeah that it's it, it it's not fun for a lot of parody, folks or the mean. lack of parody i'm sorry yeah you've yeah. got your manchesters you've got your liverpools Newcastle's on the rise, you, right? That's yeah. what I was about to say. Now you just got to wait for Swansea to but get they got a, a Saudi Arabian prince. <laughs> a trillion to dollars, yeah. That's exactly why. And here we are, folks, talking Premier League. Uh, Cass says, Clip, can you break down the Commanders game? Cass, can you go to the kitchen? Grab you, <laughs> grab, grab you a shot glass. In fact, grab three or four. Let's have a party. Uh, take, a, take some Clorox. Pour that into the shot glasses and just take shots every time i say commanders take a shot of clorox commanders 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 she did <laughs> kaz i did not watch that game i was in Minji's coliseum which i had a great great daddy daughter date with lily awesome. we had oh, she actually went she did Okay, because I know you were concerned that maybe she changed her mind at the last minute. I bribed her and told her we'd go to a uh, a restaurant. Mm. We went there. I had a salad bar. I tell you, I had a lot going on. I had a nice chat with my daughter going. I had uh, put my phone on the red zone. Had that in the corner. Nice, nice. A salad bar, which is one of my top ten things in life, and we went to an ECU basketball game. Everything was great. And uh, we did it, and she had fun at the game, so I was glad about that. But uh game did not go well. Neither one of the games went well. Uh, let's see. Chad said, option three, go to the sports bar, listen to the game. I listened to Titans games through a local station. All right. I don't know why I read that. That was not interesting. Jamie says, don't you have to preface that or end it? Don't try this at home. Oh, that was only for Cass. <laughs> Eric says, 911 emergency. Yes, hello. Clip Rock told me to take consecutive shots of Clorox. I'm starting to feel a warm sensation. What should I do? <laughs> Just so I don't get sued or fired or whatever. Go ahead and give the, the that was clearly a uh, joke. And I think Cass gets it because he's a regular in the chat. And we all understand that that was uh, a very poor attempt at humor. And I don't know if I'll ever be on this microphone again. Cass, please uh, say something in the comments so we know that you didn't try this. And that's a long drive by Castellanos <laughs> to left field. Oh, I wanted to go in the comments section. Let's take a break and we'll do that. Uh, Tennessee is the only 10 I see right now because they are up 11 on Cuse. 67-56 with 129 left to go in the Maui quarterfinals. We'll take a break. It is feast week. Hopefully the Pirates can feast on some Eagles, Georgia Southern Eagles this afternoon. And then some Owls on Tuesday. 
when they take on Kennesaw State. There is a game in Minji's going right now. Maybe I should flip it over over to that. Kennesaw State and Northeastern. And we got a barn burner going on at the Coliseum. Northeastern up 57 to 55 with 11.45 left to go in the game. On the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. We'll take a break, come back, have more for you. Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has the answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Glad to see Josh Passner got a job he's qualified to do. Be on a panel analyzing college basketball. I forgot he was out of coaching. I completely forgot he was, too. Still looks good. He's still on the uh, I Look the Same as Everybody Club with Alan Thomas, Papa John, Reese Davis, <laughs> Peter Brady. They all look like they could be twin brothers. Josh Pastner is in that group. Um, Eric says, Clip out here trying to get canceled so he doesn't have to be present for the last fifth quarter. <laughs> fair enough eric you caught on to my scheme and it's just not working i can't get fired i'm trying as hard as i can you gotta try hard enough what else can i say <laughs> jamie says let's hear some tabaz chalia nice uh callback there jamie oh, yeah. tabaz chalia <laughs> who do you think the first per wait a minute oh okay but that wasn't tlc but i guess you were just saying let's hear some that was, that was salt and pepper that was salt and pepper who was the first person to say throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care i don't know but man did that take off that person really started a phrase that just continues to be uh, to popular. this day to I know. this day actually i have a did you know okay did you know that salt and pepper mary did you know uh martin lawrence martin lawrence my and and the rap group kid and play all once worked in the same sears call center back in the day that had to be a wild call center and the guy that actually wound up being salt and peppa's manager was also a um uh employee of this uh call center actually oh, mr wanted... oregano 
I mean, that's bad. That's bad, but I don't care if it's bad. I'm still going to wow. do it. Wow. I don't care. I don't care. Dude. Um, but, uh, and he was looking to create another rap group, and he auditioned one Martin Lawrence to be a rapper, but Martin was a terrible rapper. So he decided to uh, go a different route, ended up creating Kid and Play from the same two guys that worked at the Sears Call Center. And then later on, and they all made a pact that if one of them made it, they would help the others. And so that's how they all became as successful as they did late in the 80s and early 90s. I was not aware of that. Yes. Uh, Robert has a bone to pick. and With who? Um, the NFL and the New York Jets. Yes, I just me, saw that. He sent me a message about this. He also just posted something on Facebook. Yep, he sent me a message, same thing. So, Robert, we're going to talk about it. He said on Facebook a moment ago, let's have a contest. Name the freaking starting quarterback for the Jets this week. You know who it is uh, going to be, Joey? Because Zach Wilson it's got not, benched. Yeah. Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. What a what a boring name. Also, a boil. What is a boil? It's not a good thing to have, right? No. Yeah, just makes me think of a uh, a gross skin disorder or whatever you got. So it used to be part of an insult too. Tim Boyle. Let's look at those career numbers. He is a sixty percent passer. He has three career touchdowns, nine career interceptions. Where did he attend college? Uh, I know this because of Robert giving it to me, uh, but I don't remember. Did we play against him? He went to UConn. I don't. The name doesn't ring a bell. He played in 10, 19 college games. I think Robert's point is, <clears throat> well, literally his point is, please tell me why in the hail Holton couldn't get a gig, but this trash can this trash can can or this trash can yeah i don't know Tim. i look for you would think this would be the perfect storm for holt nailers to get a job in the nfl with all these quarterback injuries with all these guys going down i mean i was leading the charge on the laugh at tommy devito bandwagon and he just torched my team yesterday you didn't like tommy devito you wanted people to laugh at him yeah why because he they wouldn't let him throw the football and he stunk yeah, now he's got more multiple touchdown throwing games than Kenny Pickett. <laughs> That's I pretty. Told you guys, Kenny Pickett. I just can't stand that guy. <laughs> Marcus Crandall also said that before the year when I said, "Marcus, this Steelers offense is about to take off." He said, "I don't think so." I just don't. I, I honestly, the biggest highlight I've seen of Pickett's career is that fake knee. Yeah, which was kind of a bush league play. Yeah, I guess you got to get what you can get, but. They uh, outlawed it, right? Uh, well, it's, it became a new rule, so now it's like the picket rule, essentially. Um, okay, well, here's one reason Holton's not the guy for the Jets, according to Atticus. He said Boyle and Aaron Rodgers are friends. So basically, they brought him in because he's pals with Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I actually saw a uh, an article or either, I think it was an article, a tweet about this. I didn't click on the link because I live in 2023, and I don't read anymore. I just look at headlines and that's it that's what we've come to 
but it was not only are the jets bad but now they've got somebody basically said look i'm fine with bringing in rogers but we didn't i don't want to have to have storage space for all his luggage that being lazard cobb hackett everything that comes with rogers yeah and now you're stuck with that without aaron Rodgers, which is even worse i did see a report he was slated to come back on december 2nd for practice coming back when december 2nd yeah but who cares the jets why they push for a wild card still they're only four and six no they're about to be four and seven and then four and eight let's look at their schedule real quick they're about to start tim boyle at quarterback hey timmy 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 turn up (laughs) (laughs) all right the jets friday at three o'clock why is there nfl game friday at three o'clock why not Three o'clock on Friday. Dolphins at Jets. Loss. Yeah, they're gonna lose there. Loss. Falcons at Jets. I'm gonna say this because Jason Nichols is right behind me. They're gonna beat the Falcons. Probably. That would not shock me. <laughs> Texans at Jets. Uh, C.J. Stroud is a dog, but dog. that's December 10th. Aaron Rodgers will be back. All right. Aaron Rodgers at the Dolphins. Loss. Aaron Rodgers at the Dolphins wins. Commanders easy peasy. <laughs> Christmas Eve. Jets Browns they'll probably start DTR or PJ Walker. Why are you doing this? I'm I would love to see the Jets in the playoffs. Why? It just would be funny to see a man tear his Achilles, came back, put his team back together and was able to still make a push to the playoffs. I I got to I got to root for some type of story. As a Panther fan, we got no hope. You already got your uh You've already hit one out of the park this year with your Bengals hate. Uh, you should you should just stick with that the rest of the year. Uh, just or is that, on that one? That's, no, that's already a, a win for you, I guess you're saying. That's a win, yeah. You okay. move on to the next one. Move on to the next. Fair enough. Uh, the Jansen said, I make a notion for Clip to never sing Mary Did You Know on the show again. The absolute worst Christmas song. Wow. Jansen with a hot take here today. What is the worst Christmas song? We talk about our favorite Christmas songs. What is the worst Christmas song? I'll have to think about that. Bing Crosby and David. It's cold outside? No. It's the David Bowie, is it Bing Crosby? Version of Little Drummer Boy. Okay. It makes my ears bleed. Sorry. Chad disagrees with that Jansen take. Hey, Bob. Good to see you. I can't acknowledge you anymore. I have to stay focused. Uh, Tyler says, what's the schedule this week for Pirate Radio Live? Uh, Tuesday will be here. Mike Mullis will be in a Mark Davis wig. That's exciting. Wednesday, we'll have a best of. Thursday, we'll be off for Thanksgiving. Friday, we will be off as well. So we will be here with you Monday and Tuesday. And then, I'm sorry, but I ain't going to be here. I need to fire up a Patreon or something where if y'all need me, y'all can pay me and I'll like do a personal show for you Oh, okay. on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. All right. If Jamie wants me to do a Colts preview. I told you, you need to open up a cameo and people would actually pay for a cameo from Clip Rock. I don't think that's true. It is true. But Jamie, what I'll do is you hit me up on Cash App uh, or Venmo and I'll do a Colts pregame show for you. Uh, one of the days we're off 
Um, uh, Rolling Stone says that the worst Christmas song of all time is Jessica Simpson featuring Ashley Simpson, the little drummer boy. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Shout out to the Simpsons. I don't think I've ever heard that song. I'll have to go back and I'll, I'll pull it up on the break and see what it sounds like. Uh-oh, Joey. We got a, uh, a Steelers fan chiming in about Kenny Pickett. Sonia says, I'm a Steelers fan and I don't like Kenny Pickett. <laughs> so there you go. Not even Steelers fans are on board. Yeah, I thought he was going to be pretty good. Jamie said, has the wig been cut? Tyler and Jamie asking, how much? Um, I don't know. Whatever y'all feels uh, feels fair. Should we um, contact Name Redacted's wife and maybe see if <laughs> Name Redacted's wife can cut, cut, it, cut it the way it needs to be cut? That would be pretty hilarious if we got a professional cut on a wig. Yes. For Mully Man. I, I think that would be even more hilarious and very much worth the money. We're at a time crunch right now, though, because it's, uh, it's got to happen tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But I do like I didn't the think, thought. Uh, yeah, I didn't think about it until just now. Uh, Jamie said, I'd pay for your cameo at least once a month just to get you to say crazy Exactly. Stuff. You got to think about, you got at least seven to eight people that are going to probably buy a cameo from you once or twice every two months. Make your cameos five ten dollars the end of the month at the end of the year you have ten thousand dollars wait did you do right math there i'm pretty sure (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't really paying attention until i heard those thousands and i was like wait i don't know i think you might have done something wrong just make a cameo all right how do you do that that sounds how about i just like you go to cameo you create an account you select your price and that's it Mm. Sound, people, sounds difficult then people pay a price they request for you to say things and you just record yourself saying it yeah surely got me an awesome clinton portis cameo uh what do we got jamie said we had some uh indiana basketball on the television we got a good one coming up in maui purdue and gonzaga on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck uh louisville up eight nine to eight on indiana where is that being played this is in oh msg all right good stuff all right let's uh let's take a break we are behind on a break we'll come back we'll do a quick seg and then get to j nick and hour three of pirate radio live <laughs> jamie said joey can see your can be your manager you'll never see a dime and joey ends up in the bahamas <laughs> yes sir i like that uh, I'll take a break, come back, have more for you on Pirate Radio Live after this. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Do a little uh, quick seg here and take a break. We owe you a break. I will update you on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. That the uh, ECU women's basketball team fell earlier today to number 15 Ohio State, 79 to 55. That score in the Bahamas. Pirates will take on the Pirates coming up Wednesday morning, 11 a.m. It'll be Seton Hall and ecu men's team in action coming up at six o'clock inside of Menji's coliseum and they will take on georgia southern right now we got a good one and uh keep we'll keep an eye on this because the start of the ecu game could be pushed back if this one goes into overtime perhaps and right now it is kennesaw state 71 northeastern 70 with 339 left to go so that one going on right now in Menji's Coliseum. Purdue and Gonzaga about to tip it off in the Maui Invitational. Louisville has an early 13-12 to lead over Indiana. They're playing at Madison Square Garden, and we just saw Tennessee take care of Syracuse, 73-56. to That score earlier today in Maui. Uh, looking at some other games coming up, uh, St. Joe's will take on Kentucky tonight. UConn and Texas. Uh, good game in MSG. Uh, it will be West Virginia and SMU later tonight. Charlotte takes on UCF. Marquette and UCLA late night tonight. And uh, that one will be in the Maui Invitational as well. So that is uh, what is going on <coughs> on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DaBuck. DaBuck. All right. Uh, let's see. Chad Gang, we're trying to get some momentum on the, the Cameo project. Joey says, the wig project ends tomorrow with Mully. This will be the next project. He says, Joey, if you can get a clip registered on Cameo, I'll make sure he gets some requests. Clip will not leave the studio today until he has a Cameo account. Wow. I'm stuck in the studio. All right. Uh, oh, boy. Jamie says, ladies and gentlemen, the next offensive coordinator of the ECU Pirates, Jason Nichols. <laughs> Tyler said Nichols is smarter than that. <laughs> uh, we do have to talk about that with Jay Nick when we return because the announcement did come out on a Sunday that uh, Mike Houston uh, says Donnie Kirkpatrick and the Pirates will be parting ways after the season. Pirates uh, will experience what I think will be an offensive overhaul. Uh, certainly an offensive coordinator. We have learned that for a fact, but also personnel. Maybe staff definitely need one or two or three quarterbacks in here. It's going to be, a, I think, a major change on that side of the ball. We'll talk about that with Jason Nichols when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Back with you after this. I really hate the trip, but I kind of know. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool, I'm the kind of cheater, little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street line. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth, and they will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville and online at carolinacalibercompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live, hour number three here on a Monday. We will be with you. Uh, tomorrow as well and then have a best of coming up Wednesday enjoy your Thanksgiving on Thursday we'll be off Friday as well we will have live coverage of Tim Boyle and the Jets taking on Shirley's Dolphins coming up Friday right here and we've got a triple header of NFL action for you on your Thanksgiving Thursday we welcome in former Pirate receiver and coach Jason Nichols who has been with us all year on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show and Bud Light pregame tailgate. We got one more to go this Saturday. We'll be with you 10 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, East Carolina and Tulsa. Pirates are actually a favorite in that game, a three-point favorite against the Golden Hurricane. Jason, welcome back in. How you doing, man? Good, Clip. How you doing, buddy? We are doing good. And uh, we broke down the, the loss to Navy on Saturday, but we've got some news since then and some big news at that that Donnie Kirkpatrick uh, will not be returning as offensive coordinator in 2024 for the Pirates. And uh, we, we kind of expected this. Uh, we didn't know when. It was more of a, a matter of uh, when rather than if at, the, at this point. But, uh, Jason, just kind of your thoughts on that announcement on Sunday. Well, um, you know, it, it's – Something that you probably, like you said, you, you guessed that something was going to happen. He was going to have to make some moves, make some changes to to the staff. But, um, you know, in this profession, you know, it's, a, it's, it's all about production. And when you go back and you look at us throughout the last 11 games offensively, we have not been very productive. So uh, you hate to see anybody lose their job, um, you know, especially a good guy like like Donnie, you know, I've seen a lot of things on Twitter, and and, and they're correct. Donnie's such a great guy. Yeah. Um, but this prof- this this profession is what it is. I mean, it's it's all about uh, production, and this year we just weren't productive enough, and so Coach Houston had to, you know, make that change. Yeah, and uh, and you're right about everything you said. I've seen a lot of that too. That uh, Don- I mean, as a media guy, Donnie is an ace because he gives you gold uh, every time you talk to him. He's great <laughs> to talk to. Uh, but this offense just uh i mean you can look at the stats the numbers don't lie of what this offense is uh this year so uh again on the the donnie note and the houston note um hit that clip again shirley about the the quarterbacks on saturday just want to get jason's thoughts on this one as well uh, uh our buddy name redacted talking to uh mike houston from saturday uh did you guys at any point look at going to another quarterback and if not you know why not during, during this particular game Probably need to talk to Donnie about that. Um, he felt like Alex gave us the best opportunity, and uh, that's why he chose to stay with him. Is that something you could 
don't know. Did you think about overruling that at any point or going with Mason or Jeter just to, for something different? Based on the way the game was going uh, and you know what they were taking away from us, we had to throw the football in order to have a chance to win. And uh, based on practice this week, Alex gave us the best opportunity to do those things. So uh, Mike Houston there kind of saying Donnie Kirkpatrick has control of who plays, whereas earlier in the year it was uh, we asked Donnie about it, and he said, you know, that's a question from Mike Houston. So I don't know if that was a deflection or if that has been the case the entire time. I just kind of found that exchange interesting uh, from Saturday, Jason. Yeah, that was the one time where I was like, uh-oh. You know, just to myself, I was like, uh-oh. But, um, you know, I, at the end of the day, I mean, he has, you know, the head coach makes, has the final say-so, but he's going to listen to his assistants, you know. Yeah. He hires them for a reason, and he has to believe and trust what they're telling him. And if uh, DK is telling him that this guy gives us the best chance to win, then, then that's what we got to do, you know. And that's why as an assistant, you got to do a great job, too, of evaluating your guys. And so, uh, you know, when you have to step up there and stick your neck out for a kid, Man, you got to make sure that kid is going to come up and give you the things that you that you know he can do to help this team win. And you know, you, you we've all been in different situations as assistants where you have to step up and say, "This is this kid can play," and you know, this kid can help us win. And um, you just want to be more right than wrong in those situations. Yeah, I've seen a lot about too the the situation we're in. This is not something that crept up week four or week eight or week eleven. This is it's been the offense, the quarterback situation's been this way the entire year. Uh, you're in a position now where you can fix things pretty quickly. And this off season, from what I understand, they tried to to reach out and bring in some some quarterbacks were unable to do so. Uh, but even going back before then, they knew Holt Naylor's time was coming to an end, mm-hmm. and and they had brought in Mason Garcia. They had brought in other quarterbacks with Ryan Stubblefield and Walter Simmons and those guys. They transferred on, moved on to uh, to other programs. But just the uh, the inability to have a, a productive quarterback on this roster, and some people said, hey, we, we cry about the lack of loyalty today. Mike Houston and company were loyal to Mason and mm-hmm. and thought he would be the guy, and for whatever reason, it just did, never, did not translate on the field. But, Jason, this is a problem that you know was, was not addressed, and by the time it needed to be addressed, it, 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 it's too late, and you're, you're out of options, basically. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a situation as, you know, uh, I sat here this year and had a chance to truly watch the Pirates in and, and all 11 games. And just um, early on, you, you know, you thought, well, let, let's see what Mace has. You know, he's been the guy that's been waiting in the wings, uh, technically behind, you know, holding Aylers. And then, um, you know, he gets in and he doesn't, you know, Michigan is a tough game to truly judge him on, you know. And so then they come in, Flynn, with the second half. And, you know, he does some good things. I mean, he did. In the Michigan game, he, he looked more uh, pocket aware than maybe Mace was at the time. And so I saw why they probably gave him the, the nod going forward. And But uh, I think at a certain point in time, you know, you, you had to at least give Mason another chance versus – like opponents and and that's what they did again you know they gave mace another opportunity to play and i mean he you know he he had a big run i forget who you know which game it was he had a big 40 yard run and and that's what you thought you would see more out of with with mace is being able to elude and and make it tough on people to tackle him when he you know when he escapes the pocket but uh it's more to that you got to be able to throw you got to be able to 
mentally handle the gymnastics that comes with being a quarterback from uh, knowing the play, knowing the, the, the snap count, looking at the defense, reading the defense, where's my movement key, you know, all those things you you got to do. You, you jump through a lot of hoops before they snap that ball as a quarterback. So uh, I get it. And we just got to the point where we just realized, I said, man, these guys were, were not telling us a lie in the beginning of fall camp. I remember I came out and I said that. I said, just remember now, they never named a quarterback. And it was probably because of those uh, tangibles that each guy had this, but this one has that, and uh, weren't able to really truly just feel comfortable, and it was just a, a toss-up. Yeah, I mean, Alex Flynn seems like the kind of guy that – and man, uh, he, he's done all he can, but he—I don't think he was ever really brought in to be the starter at East Carolina, right? I mean, he, he's a, a depth guy, a backup quarterback, and he has been the guy that has played uh, most of this 2023 season for East Carolina. Brian on YouTube says we don't have a winning quarterback on the roster. If we don't go to the transfer portal next year, we'll be in the same boat, no doubt about that. And the plan has got to be to bring in at least two if not three and uh you know they're going to bring in uh they're looking at the, they get a commitment from uh the juco quarterback or i have not seen an offer a, a, okay a, a commitment yet i don't even know if he's taking a, a visit yet to be okay. honest with you and uh they do have i believe a quarterback committed Correct. uh but as far they need you know veterans they need somebody that can go and play from day one and now how many times jason have we seen in this world where a coach will go somewhere and bring their quarterback. Like we need a situation where we go get an offensive coordinator, maybe at an FCS school. He brings his veteran, talented quarterback with him, and we're ready to go from day one. I think if I'm Mike Houston, that's what I'm looking at right now, filling in that offensive coordinator role. Well, it's either that, you know, maybe go get a, a coordinator from the FCS that is having success, that has a, a good quarterback that's willing to transfer. Or whoever you hire as your coordinator, you you put a pause on whoever else you're kind of recruiting and let him come in and be able to evaluate the guys that, um, you know, you guys are recruiting just so he can say, yeah, this guy fits better or to what, you know, I want to do or whatever. You know, um, I think at the end of the day, um, you do have to go out and try to find a guy that's, that, that is proven. And that's why I, I talked a lot about you know, the junior college ranks and stuff like that because I think you're able to see more. Um, in the portal, sometimes you're guessing and you're going back to high school film, um, maybe some practice clips of a kid, you know, that's coming out of the portal, but you truly don't know what that guy is. And so um, I think they'll – he knows that. I think Coach knows that he, he, he has to go get a guy that has some experience that can come in here from day one and grab the bull by the horns. You got the uh, the port, the NIL factor in there too. Uh, Tyler says, I like how portal transfers now have price tags uh, for NIL. And Jamie says, I think most quarterbacks make – uh, 100k to 250k like i i don't know what the figures are but you got to throw that factor in there now it's called free agency man, man. <laughs> nil is a neat way in college to say free agency and so you're right i mean to go get a proven quarterback that can play i mean he but the reason why is because somebody else is probably going after that guy and let's face it man um we had a great deep we have a great defense this year and the thing that we're missing is probably the trigger guy at quarterback that can make everything go. And uh, so that's why it's important on every level. If you go look at a winning team, typically it's because they have a quarterback that is pretty good. 
Um, as got? for that commitments, we do have one quarterback committed, Cole Hodge. Yeah, uh, from the from high school. Yep, Christian Academy of Louisville. Yeah, who I know Donnie is big on his recruitment. So you wonder, you know, how that factors in. Well, uh, the the secret to that a lot of times, one guy doesn't just recruit him because of possible changes. You know, so typically you have two to three guys on that staff, if not four that has a tie that that will contact that kid as well just you know in case somebody leaves and and he was the primary recruiter that kid doesn't have anybody to talk to and so um they're, they're typically more than one coach that's recruiting that kid eric says unfortunately when ecu is shopping they are only able to buy the cereal that comes in a big bag <laughs> he says are there any great value quarterbacks out there hey we had some good nil news last week yeah. uh with team boneyard getting donations so uh, Maybe we can uh, increase the budget a little bit, but we're going to need that to keep growing. And, uh, yeah, going to need some new blood in here on offense. And, Jason, you made a point, too, about, you know, leadership on offense. And a lot of times that does come from veterans that have been around three or four years. But if you bring in a a quarterback with the right mindset that has won games and, and look at what the offense did this year, he can win over a locker room pretty quick, right? Well, listen, I mean, go back in history. Russell Wilson did it when he left NC State to go to Wisconsin, right? Uh, They talked about the kid Hartman that left uh, Wake Forest to go up to Notre Dame. I mean, the right kid that has the right makeup, he's a natural leader, right? And he'll come in here and he'll know how to not just talk it, but he will come in here and show them by how he works and and the time that he's going to put in. uh, And those guys will respect that. And uh, so that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a guy that, that has uh, that type of makeup and uh, will come in here and from day one um, have a presence. Jason Nichols joining us here. We'll take a break. Uh, Purdue jumped out 6 nothing on Gonzaga. Gonzaga scored 12 in a row, and now they're just trading baskets. It is Gonzaga 23, Purdue 17, entertaining first half going on in Maui. Uh, John Moody said, what a finish and Menjis, and I'll figure out what he's talking about. Kennesaw State and Northeastern. It ends with Kennesaw State winning 79-77. to The Pirates will play the Owls tomorrow. Today they'll take on Georgia Southern coming up at 6. A uh, lot going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Kenny says we need an O-line also. Kenny just... Yeah, we got a lot of needs. That was our quarterback segment. Maybe we'll do an O-line segment as well. Uh, a lot of things needed on that offensive side of the ball for the Pirates. Uh, we will take a break, come back, have more for you, Pirate Radio Live after this. Purple rain, purple rain, that's all right. Come on, y'all. Purple rain, purple rain, oh, yes. Don't it feel good? Only want to see you. Can I play this guitar?
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedic East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes of East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day with the Buck and the largest 4K screen in Greenville, along with 18 TVs, so you don't miss a game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Fun one going on between the Zags and the Boilers right now. Up and down the court they go. Gonzaga with a lead, 25-19, uh, first half, uh, 8-18 left to go in that game uh in maui uh, about to get it going in 30 minutes or so at mengees east carolina taking on georgia southern man pirates need a win tonight as uh, they have lost two in a row have not had the services of brandon johnson and i think that will continue even on in two tonight but uh pirates need a win in hoops uh, in a big way uh, women lost earlier today to 15th ranked ohio state they lost by 24 they were 24 and a half point underdogs for so for you gamblers out there the pirates covered by a half a point uh, they play seton hall coming up on wednesday morning at 11 a.m all right kenny said we need an o-line also and reggie on facebook says talk about the o-line which in my opinion was the root cause of the problem look there's a lot of phrases you hear you know you can have john elway back there but if you don't have an offensive line he can't so it's a real chicken or egg thing if we have nashad strother and avery jones this year do we have any more wins with alex flynn and and mason garcia quarterback i don't know and and what and we've asked jason this a million times this year when you have a struggling o-line what does your coordinator have to do to hide that to mask that so it all goes hand in hand but clearly that was a a big problem mike houston talked about it on saturday that basically navy uh just dared east carolina to to throw the ball would not let him run said uh he said east carolina became one-dimensional and that's because the pirates weren't able to run the ball and obviously couldn't get anything going in the passing game so again it's all cyclical jason but the o-line and inability to to get anything going there a a continuity you know with five that was a huge issue for east carolina this year yeah i mean it it is i mean it starts up front i mean whenever you're building a program i mean that's where that's the first two places you're gonna start with is o-line and d-line making sure that those guys are good enough it's just hard to find good o-linemen all the time um because if you do find good ones, like we had two good ones that left and somebody else picking them off from us. And, uh, and I'm not saying that other guys aren't good, um, but they haven't played a lot of football. And what makes a good old lineman most of the time, you know, is is his experience and, 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 and stuff like that. But, um, you know, the, the truly the, the, the old linemen that pop on film are the ones that typically get 
Power Five offers. I mean, this is the reason why they, they go there. And that's why I said earlier in the year, I said that's why we're such a developmental uh, program is because you don't get the, the finished product here. You have to really work on that and develop that on and off the field um, to get them to a point to where they can win for you. Um, and I don't think that'll ever change. It's just, you know, it's it's the have and the have nots. And there's a pecking order, and that is why it gets right back to at East Carolina, we're not going to win playing smash mouth, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust football. Never have. You got to be innovative. You got to be innovative. You got to spread people out. You got to be able to count the box. They got one more in there than what we can block, then we got to put it on the perimeter. And, uh, and and it's really just that simple to, to think that we're going to – even when we had Junior Smith and Jerris McPhail and Scott Harley and all those guys, we never really was just a smash mouth. We've always been a one-back team here. But we, we picked our moments. There were moments where we, we ran the ball pretty effective, but we set it up with the pass. We got people out of the box because we knew we couldn't go and just – you know, when you go play Auburn – how are you going to play smash mouth football when you play those guys? I, I know that's a bad example because New Mexico State did beat those guys. Let's just say <laughs> Alabama, yeah. you know, because, uh, you know, you go and play some of these teams out of conference that are just they're just bigger than you and you can't you can't move those guys. What do you do? You don't wave the white flag. You got to find a way to go get it done. Yeah. I mean, and, and here at East Carolina, it does seem like, Jason, and maybe you can tell me why, why have we been able to play smash mouth football a lot? Uh, on the defensive side where our our d line we saw it this year i think back to those virginia tech meetings when we had terry williams uh at defensive tackle and virginia tech was one of the few teams that still kind of played old school at the end of frank beamer days and they try to run it and we'd stuff them and 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 didn't give them anything we have had really good d lines here but subpar o lines why, why is that well the 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 thing is one if you go back into the Frank Beamer, especially when we were still in Conference USA, uh, we could take Prop 48s. So in that situation, you you were getting guys that probably should have been at Virginia Tech, Georgia, and all those places, but because they academically didn't qualify, they came here to East Carolina as a prop. And so, uh, matter of fact, Skip had two or three of them that got drafted. And, and any time you can tell me you got two guys on the D-line that gets drafted, you're going to have a pretty good defense. I don't care where you are. Yeah. But it's also a numbers game. Uh, the defense can say, you know what, we're committed to stopping the run. I'm, I'm putting an extra hat. They're gonna all, the defense is always going to try to put one more in there than what you can block. And that's where you got to be smart enough, too, to, to be, and, and you got to be dynamic enough on the perimeter to be able to make people have to say, man, do I can I afford to keep that safety in the box, or do I need to keep them uh, back on the hash and, so we don't get beat over the top? So it's it's a lot of things that that comes into play other than just smash mouth and hitting them. Those the numbers game is too huge these days. They, they're going to put eight guys in the box on you. That's why our defense does a great job stopping and run. Jamie says uh, we are known for our wide receivers, running backs, and a QB every now and then. Uh, I mean, we we had had a a great run of wide receivers uh playing at the next level and just having tremendous numbers here in college and and boy we we kind of took that for granted because we were sitting here last february saying man cj johnson might not play uh we, we lost tyler sneed uh we lost pro a couple years ago like who who's gonna be our guy and and cj did play isaiah winstead came in became a major major guy uh we we picked ryan jones this was some 
some foresight taking a guy who was a linebacker from oklahoma right and saying hey come play offense here <laughs> you're gonna have to do things like that and and find those diamonds in the rough uh here and we thought that well somebody will step up whether it be jalen johnson or soel or somebody and and nobody we just couldn't get anything from a passing standpoint this year it's the first year we have not had a real threat at wide receiver in since i can remember jason well it, it takes so much for that to even happen for a receiver because you got to go you got to have an o-line that can protect the quarterback yeah. you got to go with a quarterback that can deliver the ball and so it's so much that goes through that. And then you got to have receivers that can go and win in a one-on-one matchup or understand whether it's zone or man and how to sit in the zone or whatnot and, and, make, a, and make a play. So um, it's so much more that goes on to being an effective offense when you're throwing the ball sometimes than what it looks like. And a lot of times it does. It starts up front because – once those quarterbacks start getting hit, man, they start getting antsy in that pocket. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but it's hard for them to sit in there and truly believe that, okay, I'm, I'm protected. And we keep hearing, hey, man, we got we to gotta play with some confidence. Well, the only way to do that is to, to have production and be confident about something. And right now, this offense has zero confidence. So I've seen a lot of people who are at the game – and and this is their perspective on it but i've seen it from multiple people that talked about just kind of body language and hanging your heads and how the defense is so engaged in the game and the offense isn't and and man when you're playing as poor as they are you you kind of understand why that is i mean nothing to be excited about confidence is a is a huge factor and um and and i don't care what you do in life you got to be confident about about it and um we, you're right. I mean, we never got enough success out of what we were doing for them to build that uh, confidence as the season went on. It, it was always, you know, oh, here we go again, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a situation where we, we definitely got to get it fixed. And, and I'm, I know those guys are busy at work trying to get that done. Jason Nichols here in the Pirate Radio studios. We'll take another break. We'll come back. We'll have more for you. Gonzaga now up nine. On Purdue, early Purdue, the number two team in the country. Was it last year they lost in the first round to a 16? That was last tournament, right? Uh, But they are a great regular season team, and they still got the big boy, Zach Eady, and uh, feeding him, and he will go to the line here. But the Zags up nine in the first half. Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Get Jason's thoughts on tonight's Monday night matchup. Big one between the Eagles and the Chiefs. And have more for you when we return after this. Listen, if you don't mind, we're gonna do things a little differently. Sing along if you know it. Let's rock. What you doing? What you doing? Where you at? Where you at? Oh, you got plans. You got plans. Don't say that. Shut your trap. I'm sipping wine. Sip, sip. In a road trip, trip. I look too good, look too good. to be alone. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 36 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville. 
next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And Pirate fans, did you know there's thousands of special needs children and adults right here in our community that loves ECU athletics as much as you do? Robbie's Clubhouse is a local nonprofit organization that can turn your unused ECU tickets into a fun day for a family with special needs. If you can't make it to the next Pirate game, simply call 1-800-DIAL-ECU and donate and designate your tickets for Robbie's Clubhouse. If you know of a family that needs tickets to a game, call Robbie's Clubhouse at 252-916-9117. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Young Joey in the house. Joey, we're going to do our NFL pig segment tomorrow. I believe you've already texted yours in, correct? I have. Uh, I'm waiting to hear back from DB. We'll talk to Tony Dunn tomorrow from the C3 podcast because we won't be here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So we'll pick our NFL games. Shirley, you okay? Yeah, sorry. You are in uh, the spirit. It's hitting you right now. <laughs> sorry. I, I do you, love that. I, I, do, I, I do love the song. <laughs> Jason loves your uh, your old school music. This, But I heard y'all talking about this before the show. Was it you, Joey, that said Bruno is- Mars was almost born like 30 years ago. Well, he late says all the time in interviews that he was born in the wrong generation. Oh, okay. He, yeah, he that. makes music for older generations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Real this music. has the, the old school 70s feel and he's got a song off of his old album called Versace on the Floor mm-hmm. that has more of that 80s R&B feel. So, uh, yeah. yeah, he was definitely born uh, in the wrong generation, but I just love anything he does. So, yeah. uh, There you go. Coming up tonight potential super bowl preview you got the beast of the nfc versus uh one of the afc's best teams jason the uh, chiefs and eagles going at it kelsey bowl however you want to look at it um with the eagles we were talking about this earlier the way we talk about them you would think they have two or three losses at this point they have one loss and it feels like they haven't played their best because they've been in games hell washington's been with them in a couple of games and had a chance to beat them couldn't do it um, and then you've got the Chiefs on the other side who are winning with defense this year and kind of waiting around for that offense to click. So still maybe waiting on these teams best. Maybe we see it tonight in an epic game, but uh, who do you like? I believe it's an arrowhead tonight, yeah. correct? Yep. Yes, it's an arrowhead, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs. you got to go with them at home, right? Even if it was a plus two for your pickup, you would go for the Chiefs? Man, don't don't I don't understand all that plus I'm a, I'm a coach. I, I don't <laughs> No no we're doing picks and every pick is worth one point. Oh oh and this yeah. pick is uh, he's saying uh, oh, we doubled okay. this game because the slate was so bad this week. I got I said, you know what? We're all picking the same teams. Let's make this a two pointer. Yeah. So, so uh I'm, whatever that is, I'm going I'm going with it. Fair enough. Maybe you're on the wrong <laughs> side tonight, young man. No, you know what? And you made a good point. Like they have the people haven't been like Eagles aren't as polarizing as they were last year, and I just feel like they haven't been beating up on people, which is true. Yeah. They might be saving their best football for postseason. Well, they got the guys to do it now. I mean, yeah. that defensive line, you want to talk about a D-line, whew, yeah. they got them. And uh, the quarterback to do it, too. I'll, I'll talk about a leader and leadership, and Hurts just exudes that as a player. Man, Something about him. It, I, I'm just telling you, man, Those <laughs> you have a quarterback, you got a chance. You don't have a quarterback, you better be good in a lot of other places, brother. Jamie's calling it now, Chiefs-Eagles rematch. Uh, Joey, we both said Niners a couple weeks ago uh, for the NFC side on the Super Bowl. Who's in the AFC? Tony likes the uh, the surging Ravens, I know he said, a couple uh, Fridays ago. I like it, but I also don't like Lamar in the playoffs. So well, I don't you just know haven't I seen can, it. Yeah, so I don't. 
He's never had as many weapons as he has right now either. Also though. true. So, I don't I know. Like that. Mm. I would love to see. I mean, your contenders right now are the Dolphins. I don't I, I just don't I don't know if the Dolphins is it. Do you say the Bills are up there? No. Don't know Not if the this Bills year. Are with the it. too much drama going on in that locker yeah. room, I don't think so. Ravens? I do think the Ravens have a good chance of being it. Whatever else comes out of the North, uh, maybe the Browns? I mean, no, you can't say they're a Super Bowl contender no, with their they, quarterback situation. No. Now, if they still had Deshaun, I would probably say you, you can't count them out because that defense is good enough. Your other options then become the Jaguars, the Texans, Mm-mm. CJ, and, of course, the Chiefs. So what are we down to? Chiefs, Ravens, Chief, Chiefs, and Ravens to be out. You know, the the Dolphins can, but they're just so sometimes. I mean, like versus good teams, they haven't played well. They don't yeah. put up as many points and yards when they play a, a really good team. Jalen Ramsey is back though, so they got a new that, big defensive that is leader. True. And I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but Dolphins, what if they finish with the most wins? and get everything coming to them in the playoffs and not have to worry about cold weather. Does that make you feel different about them? That would. Yeah, because I do like Dolphins in a one-off game, which is the playoffs. So I think if Just, my, my, my Super Bowl is probably Dolphins-Niners, mm. which is doesn't seem like it's going to happen when I say it out loud. <laughs> I'm just saying Dolphins at Bills, Dolphins at Chiefs, Dolphins at Ravens in January. Not You're not going to pick the Dolphins in those games, probably. No, yeah. But you get them in this nice sunny weather where Tyreek and Waddle and can be Mostert and A Chain yeah. and all them. Who's guys. back? Who's He's coming back? back? Yeah. Well, wait, wait, he just got hurt again. The running back? What, yesterday? Yeah. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> they practice like, on a Sunday. No. Uh, didn't the Dolphins play that? They played yesterday, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, they played But did the he play in the game? Yes. Yeah, I did see and he play he, a little oh, bit. Oh, he did. It's just another knee injury. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dang. So, uh, NFC side. I'll tell you what, I would enjoy a Ravens Eagles Super Bowl. I think that would be a good game. That would be a good game. I wish somehow the Lions could do it. That would be so much fun. You know what? I don't count the Lions out. Uh, you know, they they they're the team right now, right? They're they're just finding. They're playing well. Uh, let's just put it out, out there. They they are playing well. Needed well, a late drive yesterday. Got they, it. They did. But in the NFL, typically most games when they're competitive yeah. comes down to that last drive. Um, that's why it's important to have a quarterback. <laughs> I'm still I'm still going to roll with the Niners, but uh, I mean the Cowboys are out there too. They've Cowboys, got all the talent to do it. They got all the talent and they're playing better. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. At the NFC is the toughest one to, to pick to me. Think you got more options? Eagles, Cowboys, Lions, Niners. Do you give the Seahawks a chance? Mm, they are frisky about they're them. frisky wild card team yeah i have not seen them enough to, to i gotta have that eye test i gotta be able to look at them and say okay and then you've got the stupid south champion who's gonna host the game and probably win the playoff game because that seems to be how it is every year there's a team that barely gets in and wins a playoff game that could be the saints this year falcons falcons are a game back jason falcons <laughs> we're, are a game we're going, back we're going back to the ritter Oh, if they boy. lose to the Jets, then playoff hopes are over. We're not losing to the Jets. I I will bet you on that one. Hey, I Off think air we could talk details. <laughs> I think it's about Jameis time in uh, Nolan's, ain't it? And Carl uh, I did see a video where it was like Jameis was kind of ex- like expressing his frustrations with Kamara. Yeah. Kamara was kind of giving him like the yeah, I, I'm with you. 
So he it would be he, nice if he wins to play. He was trying to get up to uh, Minnesota when when all that. He stuff was in the on. talks. Yeah, he but they ended the up going. He for should Dobbs. be quarterbacking in New York right now for the Jets. You know Jets, what? Yeah. That that if trade deadline's passed. But. Yeah. Did you see RG three threw his hat in there? <laughs> Said he, the Jets, the quarterback they need to get is me. <laughs> I saw RG three racing Dabo down yeah. the hill the other day. I tell you what, man, RG three, shout out to him. He has made a great post football career for himself. Yeah. And he's gonna be doing T V for a long, long time. And it's much easier on the body. I would I'd be like, nah, y'all can keep the Jets. You know what the problem is with the quarterback with the Jets? The O line yeah. <laughs> can't protect them either. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the Panthers, you know what I'm saying? So Jamie says all Lions offense is bad. A St. Brown, Gibbs, Reynolds, Montgomery. They got that and they're playing defense. I, I wouldn't this year. enjoy seeing golf in another Super Bowl. <laughs> I, yeah, but he's not it's a different golf. It's I get a different it. golf. I can't believe that they basically took a holdover, a leftover in a trade and have turned it into because didn't you think he was gonna be there for a year? Yeah, I thought they it was were like gonna a, draft their next guy and move on. Well, he is their guy. And uh, it's going to be the guy that leads them to a home playoff game here. That's why it, sometimes it comes down to where you're at and who's developing you and and all that good stuff. Some some quarterbacks get get wasted because you know they have so much expectation put on them that uh, they get burnt early and they they lose their confidence and you know the right people don't develop them correctly. I, I think that's probably what's been going on in Chicago. You know, right? Yeah. Uh, so. Um, it's really crucial about where you, you know, as a quarterback, where Does you Chicago go. Does Chicago move on from Justin Fields after this year? Do you think? I'm, I'm hearing maybe because of where they sit, you know, with their, um, you know, salary, salary issues and the draft picks that they have, like because they got what the top two picks or yeah, something like that. They'll have two out of the top six. I mean, hell, they might do another full, just get rid of Eberflus and and Fields and start over we again. Start again? Uh, they might. Yeah, well, the Falcons need to be all over that. If they want to get rid of Fields, we need to be knocking on that door. Hmm. Bring them on back Uh, to Atlanta. Uh, Let's get our final break in. We'll come back. We'll have some final thoughts from Jason Nichols. We'll ask him his favorite Thanksgiving side dish that he's looking forward to coming up this Thursday. And wrap it up on this Monday. And uh, be back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the stock market. The Dow was up 203 points at 35,151. The Nasdaq was up 159 points at 14,284 and the S&P was ahead 33 points at 4,547. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors Stock Market Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900. Wells Fargo LLC member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, getting ready to wrap it up here on a Monday. Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. Jason, what is your go-to side dish at the Thanksgiving table? Man, some good 
Devil eggs is one. Mm. Some good dressing. Because now nah, that's my mom's dressing. And it's not stuffing. It's yes, dressing. It's dressing. Stuffing. I know exactly is what you're talking about. There you see this southern boy right here. See? <laughs> yes, sir. Not my the grandma's same thing. dressing yes. is where is my my pick. No doubt. Uh you put oysters in there or not? No, I, I haven't, but I've had that. I, I like the non oyster, but yeah. I've had both. Uh Joey, deviled eggs, is that a thing in Puerto Rico? No. I have mean, you ever had one? Yeah, but I'm no, it's not a Thanksgiving thing for us. Right. What is Puerto Rican Thanksgiving? What are the traditional? Tostones, arroz con gandules. Can we uh, translate? Like, um, <laughs> tostones is like uh, plantain, mushed. Okay. And it's like a chip, essentially. Okay. Uh, arroz con gandules, that's rice and beans. Mm-hmm. Um, ceviche, that's like a seafood soup. Mm. Really good. So uh, what about the, uh, do you have a bird involved? Yeah, yeah. We have tur- I mean, turkey. And then uh, we also have penil. Which is a turkey just cooked and seasoned different differently, uh, Cajun yeah. style turkey. Basically, I've been trying to get my dad to buy the Popeyes turkey, and he won't. Yeah. Have <laughs> and in Louisiana, oh my God, they 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 had this place there you could buy a turkey and it was seasoned. Ooh, it was awesome. My mom uh, sent me something, Shirley. We might have to do tomorrow. It's like a Thanksgiving. Would you rather? Okay. Would you rather wash your hair with mashed potatoes or take a bath in gravy? Yeah. We might have to hit this one tomorrow. I already know my answer. Me too. Uh, Joey, you are. We won't see you until next week, Saturday. Yeah, you Saturday. Saturday. You here Saturday. Yeah. All right. Well, have a happy Thanksgiving, man. Likewise. What are you looking forward to the most at your uh, family's table on Thursday? The most probably. Oh, you know what? It hasn't even. My mom doesn't cook this cornbread. I love the cornbread that we get. Don't know what store it comes from. <laughs> it's the best cornbread. I eat like six of them. But you love your mom's cooking too. Hey, yeah, mama, mama, I love you, mama. Please, mama. I, I gave you like eight softballs and you missed them all somehow. All right, chat gang, we'll see y'all. Jason, we'll see you Saturday. Yes, sir. Have a happy Thanksgiving, all man. Right, brother, same too. And we'll be back with you. Big day tomorrow. Mully, where's the Mark Davis wig? Uh-oh. We got that and uh, more coming up on Tuesday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk to you then. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.